Hello, fellow Emblem cast members. It is I, Devin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Emblem cast. As you may notice, I am not Devin. Devin is dead. Are you sure? Welcome Sorry. to the Darren and Sheffin Show. Yeah, this is, this is the Darren and Sheffin Show with Keegan, special guest. Us, oh, sir. Oh, I'm the special. Okay, I thought Keegan was the special guest because it's like the Darren and Sheffin Show. No, no, it's well, the title is the Darren and Sheffin Show with Keegan, Yay! with special guest, whoever is our special guest. And oh. today you are our special guest. I feel honored, truly. For our the- humble editor. Yep. For those that don't know, Hussar, or Husser, not Hussar, side face. Husser is our editor that goes through all the trouble of syncing all our audio and putting in I all our crazy requests. I also want to bring up the point that we've all been calling his, we've been pronouncing his name incorrectly. We just had that revelation before recording this particular episode. It kind of feels sad, I mean. Yeah. It does, because we really appreciate what you do, and we all yeah. feel like assholes we, for yeah, we like butchering guy, your name. And then we, we go and talk about how much we appreciate the dude, but you don't even have the kindness to say his name right. Yeah. Sorry, Hustler. That's okay. So, I, I appreciate you know, just the just said attention. it wrong again. I yeah, you did. Just, I, oh, I thought you said Hussar. Damn it. No. Why don't you guys just call me Devin? Yeah, Devin. Well, you know, who we, Devin. You know who we don't have appreciation for? Devin. Oh, damn. <laughs> Ouch. This guy. <laughs> for those Poor the, dude's, like, asleep right now. Yeah, and we're f- just throwing shade so, at him. Just, You're right, he's sleeping of, with Chris right the, now. For those of you who don't know, Devin <laughs> is currently in Italy and their internet went down because of the Fates controversy. True. It, it just knocked so, out the whole Italian internet, oh, so he unfortunately so, I mean, they're all us. on dial-up, so that's kind of how it works. So, it's pretty well, shocking. There are a lot of weebs just hidden in Italy and this <laughs> logged on to comment about Italy it. Italy was the weeb nation. Not, yeah. not Japan, not America. Italy. They had look. How else were they going to know where they could get the Fate Special Edition? How else? I mean, clearly they weren't checking the subreddit. No. All of a sudden, gypsies make a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> the I think Ra- I think everything. I think Raven like pulled it up, and apparently, like for those that don't know, Devin's internet's like 0.02 megabytes per second. And Raven, our exactly. guest who was on our last episode, looked it up, and apparently, like Iraq in like 2003 had the same internet speed. <laughs> During Which the is war. really sad because it's a third world country. Thirteen and during years ago. the war, and during the war, <laughs> so it was everyone like, was well, on the internet during the war. Italy's, Italy's <laughs> during war now. The waifu wars. Yep, they're in the waifu. <laughs> That's uh, true. Something else. So some of this, this may be a surprise because this episode may come out before episode four, and this is episode five. So because everyone's leaving us. Everyone's leaving, but more importantly, we recorded episode five or four like what was it a week and a half ago or something? It's a week and a day, yeah, something then, like that. You know what? What we do for audio is we all up, we all record our own audio and then upload it to a Google Drive and then Husser just mashes it all together. But so we smash, usually I just smash we usually just keyboard. upload it like usually immediately after recording or sometimes a day or two after. But Devin. Like a week and a half later, still hasn't put his audio up. My theory is that he's been uploading it the whole time, and it's just taking that long. <laughs> I wouldn't I'm be surprised. Maybe Chris got to him. Makes sense. Oh my God, Devin, if you're listening, Devin, because this episode will probably come out before you, you come back to live. We we miss you, 
get your internet fixed, please. It's okay. He'll probably have buffered plenty, like about six or seven times before hearing that portion. <laughs> Rip. So. Sorry, not sorry, Devin. So. Love you. Let's talk about Fire Emblem. Yeah. Do we have to? Mm, probably not. But we're we going can to. talk about Advance Wars. Yeah, Advance Wars, Final Fantasy Tactics as well. Yeah, looking forward go. to the comeback of Advance of Advance Wars this yep. year, right? It's, it's coming back. Yeah, oh, I was, this is it. Are you serious? No. no. <laughs> oh, okay, thank God. This I has was been gonna, dead. I was gonna say, like, I'm pretty sure that's been dead forever. Yeah, it's been dead right. since uh, Days of Ruin. Yeah, the Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced is actually coming out on the Wii U Virtual Console, Ooh, not the 3DS. My shit. Not the 3DS, because that oh, can't well, run. GBA. The, the 3DS isn't strong enough to run GBA games and Super Nintendo games. Everyone knows that. Just by the yeah, way, that's why we only get Game Boy Color. What it actually is is that the 3DS can't emulate it. It can run them natively, which is what the Ambassador program was, but it can't do the like Nintendo like Restore Point Virtual Console stuff, and that for some reason ah. is deemed a sufficient obstacle such that there are no GBA games on the 3DS outside of the okay. Ambassador program. Why it's, such, it's such a problem they can't upload the thousands of or hundreds because they don't ever upload half even close to half the library of whatever console they feature on their uh, downloadable services so yeah I guess it's too big enough too big enough a problem to not justify bringing any of those titles over which would probably make them a lot of money yeah, but just you don't hates need money. money. That's silly. Look, the games aren't even really worth playing unless you get that fancy virtual console interface, like. Everyone knows that. Clearly. Nintendo knows Mario that. Mario Land Three, it's fucking trash without the save states. You throw it in the oh, garbage. They're sparing us that horrid experience. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. Those Only poor, poor right. ambassadors Ooh. forced to play without save states. <laughs> You know, just uh, just, just like live? how the heathens did back in the day. I know, right? This is 2016. We save state now. Yeah, it's constant. Should we talk about anything we've been playing in the past week, or should we just get straight to the Fire Emblem? I mean, we we've been, talk- I mean, I've been playing Fire can... Emblem, so it's right, kind of well, related. Sir, since you're the special guest, why don't you, why don't you lead us off? Okay, what? so I have playing been playing Rapid Catch-Up since I first got Awakening, like last summer. So I play Genealogy with my friend every Friday. And I play Sacred Stones at school, and I have Fire Emblem Good 7 choice. on my laptop. And actually, I just I got somewhere interesting in Sacred Stones, because I just got to the path reuniting, and I took uh, Erica route, because I'm a scrub. So I just got the path yeah, reunited, are. and I was expecting this guy called Cormag that everyone talks about, who is a wyvern rider. Oh, no. Oh, you missed Cormag? But, oh, no. But apparently, if you beat a certain survive chapter too quickly, he just vanishes oh, from no. existence completely. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, no. He just gets, like, I'm retconned so out of existence. <laughs> yep. No explanation awful. ever. So I'll have, to, I'll have to replay the game to do that. Why are you so good? Why are you too good at Sacred Stones? It's okay. I'm pretty sure I did that at my first run, too, because uh, I, I only found out about his existence after I already beat the game. Well, the, the boss that ends the chapter is, like, two turns away. Like, even if you're not playing efficiently, it's very easy to do that. Oh, absolutely. Actually, I'm pretty like, sure, I'm, I was sure, like, a straight-up LTC... scrub, and I was able yeah. to do it. pretty sure, like, LTC, like, one turns the map. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's like, oh, boy. So, how, how, I guess, which game, do, which game do you want to talk about more? Oh, um, well, I played a lot of uh, genealogy recently to help prepare me for that plot analysis thing that's on the uh, website, if anyone wants to take a peek at that. Yeah, so I was sort of examining some of the thematic elements throughout. um, Yeah, genealogy is great. I really like how um, 
immersive it is because even though the game mechanics can be kind of cumbersome they are very well integrated into the narrative um like inheritance uh the horridness of trading kind of helps enhance that in terms of its actual significance because getting an item passed down wouldn't really matter if you could just easily trade it the huge maps are really cool like i don't know if any of you have seen this image but there's the the game map and then it shows you all the chapter maps overlaid over it because uh, between yeah. all the chapters someone, you get basically the yeah. whole game yeah someone put it all together and it actually shows the entire continent of yeah Jurgle. that's yeah. awesome because i knew each chapter but you explore the entire continent but i didn't realize it was actually map accurate it's yeah. really interesting it, it, that's impressive yeah it actually all, it all lines up perfectly that's impressive. Like, kudos to them. That's yeah. fucking sweet. It's really well done. And I've been playing 7-2, and I, you know, Raven's been doing really well. I gave, uh, I, I used the mind glitch to get Florina, uh, Veda's spear. Scrub. Yeah, I... Sheffin didn't let me do it. It's no, you don't do that in drafts. Well, I, I'm not... Why not? I'm not part of the draft. Keep yeah, in mind. There was still. no rule specifically stated against it. I thought it was just assumed no glitching. It's part of the game, man. It counts. I just wanted to try it out. That's a feature. Intended they shipped it. But I probably shouldn't have because it's ridiculous. And then she's no, also Stupid dumb. thing's broken. Yeah. It's beyond broken. That's why it's called the Uber Spear. Yeah. For those who don't know what it is, it's the spear that um, Ada has in the one chapter you fight her as a boss where her stats are, like, completely jacked. The stats are actually attached to the weapon. So if you use a specific glitch to gain control of the enemy phase with the mine, it's really difficult to explain in a short amount of time, and I haven't actually done it. So Essentially, an enemy steps on a mine, you turn off the power, you turn it back on, and then you gain control of the entire enemies for the turn. Yeah, that's about right. And then you and trade the spear yeah, to someone who yeah. gives you an item when they die, because that's mapped to the because, slot and not the item itself. Right. So in this and case, you it's just... a shaman with a lunatome nearby that you can get. And then you just yeah, and then you just them. get a return right, spear. So I, I looked up the bonuses for the Uber Spear. So the Uber Spear gives 17 HP, 5 strength, 4 skill, 9 speed, 4 defense, and then 14 res. Yeah, it's pretty balanced. Why didn't honestly. Athos track down this spear to help them fight Nergal? Because uh, the spear was empowered by away. Nergal. So. Yeah, it was Nergal's. Why can't Athos do cool stuff like that? Frickin' member of the eight heroes, my ass. Apparently, Athos is like, nah, man, you gotta take the hard route. They were going on about how they were constrained on time because they only got three legendary weapons. I mean, that's he gives you Aphos drops. That's basically the same thing, right? Yeah. Almost. Totally. It's fantastic when you use Nina. Okay, and just quickly before I finish, uh, a lot of people talk about how Erica gets screwed by the RNG. My Erica did not get screwed by the RNG at all. I checked her averages, and she's like four strength points above the average for her level. She was just ridiculous for me. So that doesn't mean anything, because it's, you know, based on random things. But I just want to mention that for me, she was a juggernaut. She was like almost as good as Seth. Minus movement, obviously. Well, that's just because Seth is Seth. Yeah. Can't beat Seth. Sex Knight. Well, Sigurd. Sigurd is yeah. like what would happen Sigurd. if Seth were your lord. Well, and yeah, got us and unbreakable so and basically unbreakable silver sword in chapter in the prologue. In the prologue, that's the one part of the <laughs> game that I've played 
and it, it did it's not take like, me long oh. to realize how stupid that weapon was. Yeah. And then you get like 50 kills on it so quickly. And then every then like all the armors that he actually can't one round KO with the silver sword, he can just crit them to death. It's because he's fair and balanced, man. Yeah, it's weird. It's what happens when you make your lord the best character you have. Yeah. But what about so? Anyone else been playing Fire Emblem? Uh, I have been playing a little bit. All right. What have you been playing? I just finished the FE7 draft a little while ago. I only had like four chapters left of it, so it really didn't take that long. Um, and I've been playing a Fire Emblem hack called Fire Emblem Requiem oh. recently. Heard about I was, yeah, yeah. I was looking for something to play, but I didn't really feel like playing a main series game, and then I found out... I'd pl I played it a little while after it came out, because basically the whole story with that one is like back in, I think, June... Some guy just basically joined the Serene's Forest forums out of nowhere and just posted a full game that was oh yeah entirely I, done. I, I, yeah, I remember that. It was it was just done out of nowhere. Like some something that people make fun of is that no one ever really gets their projects finished besides like the Last Promise, and then this dude just pops up out of nowhere and he's like, "Yeah, I've got a full game yeah. just done," and I was one of the people who played it initially, and it was it was pretty good. I beat it, but I never got to beating it on hard mode, so that's just what I'm doing. That is playing it on hard mode. Um, you enjoying it? Oh yeah, yeah. It is, is it worthwhile. worthwhile. I would recommend it. It's pretty good. For a completed ROM hack, it's definitely better than the Last Promise for sure. Well, yeah, Last Prom Last Promise well, is yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah, Last Promise is a <sighs> questionable thing, but I really like this game. They recently did an update on the mugs because there were people who were complaining that they weren't very good. I didn't think they were like outstanding by any means, but they weren't bad. But in the recent update, they just look really good. They all, all of them just look really, really nice. Like above the quality of that of the normal games for sure hmm. that's good then cool. how good yeah how's uh the unit balance because that was something um i mean in the I mean, it's split up in the same way that fe7 is so you've got the first 10 or so chapters that you spend with one lord and then you mm. move on to another one all right but you don't have in that in the second mode you don't have anyone that's like marcus so you don't have someone who can just completely stop the game the entire game they do give you a knight right away, so he kind of serves a similar role in that you can just throw him out there for a few chapters and he'll be able to take hits like it's nothing. Hmm. But you, And you don't have anyone absurdly... Like, you don't have anyone at the Marcus level of power, but you don't have anyone who's just, like, utter shit and worthless. Hmm. Like, even some of the worst characters, like... There's um there's one you get in the first ten chapters who's more or less, like, stat-wise, Rebecca with slightly better growths, which sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure De I'm pretty sure if Devin were here... that. He would be raging on the inside, but growths were the one area where Rebecca didn't shine. So obviously, patching those up is what's going to make her good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they basically they take growths out of spots that really didn't matter, like her stupid luck growth. I suppose I have her growths pulled up right now. Um, she's like a forty-five percent growth in strength, and then sixty-five and sixty in speed or in skill and speed. Oh, there you go. I mean, she's a little bit squishy, but she has, like, 35 in resistance, so the idea is that you can kind of use her as a bit of a mage yeah. killer. And mm -hmm. she's probably what I would say is the worst character in the game, but she is by no means useless. Like, because she's available in those first 10 chapters, and because mm -hmm. on hard mode especially, her chip damage is actually really useful because you don't get anyone absurdly broken until, well, I mean, you're supposed to get two pre-promotes, but they yeah. can't be everywhere all the time. Mm -hmm. And there are some times where you're missing just a couple points of damage, and she's a couple points of damage. Mm -hmm. She can actually end up being pretty competent when she comes back because she comes back in like two or three chapters. So yeah. she's all, got almost perfect availability, and it really helps her. To be fair, the archer doing chip—that's like what a lot of the 
it's like what a lot of like really bad archers like that's like what Walt and yeah. Virian have. Well, to she has plan. to start off with that because she's got Rebecca style bases. But like when she came back for me, I had gotten her to like level ten, I think, and she starts at one Damn. as an archer, and she came back competent enough to be like considerable for the main team. Like she's not bad by any means, and character balance of the game as a whole is pretty good because I think everyone besides a couple of characters have the same growth total of 325. The only exception is the knight that you get has 330. I'm not entirely sure Whoa. why he has the extra 5 points, right? <laughs> and then your dancer, who can use um, staves, oh. has 365. So yeah, she's she comes pretty late, and she technically counts as a promoted class, but she comes with like ridiculous gross like a 55 percent in magic a 60 in speed a 90 Jeez. in luck a 30 Jeez. in defense and 60 in resistance damn just when you thought dancers oh yeah useful no, she's enough. freaking crazy good i mean because you know god forbid that you needed a dancer to do something more than yeah. dance right yeah and i'm pretty sure she comes with like i'm kind of bummed out i'm leaving now i can't check this out because i'm leaving so soon and then I, by the time i get back freaking fate downloaded yeah. north do you America. have like a laptop or something download it onto it now and you can do it on the plane oh. i won't be bringing it I, w I won't be bringing it to japan my mac my macbook's uh, super huge you could like uh, a 17 inch monitor you could Too put it on your phone around. i was gonna say put it on an emulator on your phone yeah Ooh. unless you have like a really big phone good idea sort of like <laughs> tiny and and for me, for I was okay with it. I did it all through high school, man. That's how I survived my senior year. The art style is designed for the GBA, so the phone is not like a significant up or downgrade from that. Yeah, I mean it works. It's not it's not fantastic. I personally prefer playing it on my computer, but it's still good. But yeah, anyway, this game I really like this game. It's pretty good, and I think those who haven't played it should definitely check it out. If you need to find it, I would um, go to Serenus Forest fan project section. It should probably be in the front page. Like, is it like pinned or something? I don't think it's pinned, but it, there's enough. The thread gets enough activity that it's almost always up on the front page. Yeah. So you can you can go there and just look for uh, Fire Emblem Requiem. It's version 1.4 as as of time of recording, but it could potentially be updated by then. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Cool. No. What about, what about you, Darren? What have you been playing? I know that you've been getting you've been busy uh, getting ready to go to Japan. So. Pretty much. I've most of my weeks just been wrapping up uh, stuff at home, getting work done, getting student projects done, and whatnot. Uh, I finished up Yee's Memories of Salsetta for the Vita. It's a pretty good game. I really like the Yee series, so it's a cool point of entry since you get to see the entire backstory of the series protagonist, Adol Christian. And so it was pretty neat. It was, it's not my favorite game in the series, that still belongs to Yee's Origin, but it's a good game. Uh, I've been playing the Steam version of Guilty Gear XR oh, a little that? bit. I heard of it. Just oh, it, you, it's the like third main entry of the Guilty Gear series, which is. Are you aware of Blaze Blue? Blue? Wait, yeah. It's not pronounced Blaze Blue, but it doesn't have it. It doesn't have the e. Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue. It doesn't matter. It's gonna be special. I, I don't know. I call it Blaze Blue. But uh, it's essentially Arxis, the they're a developer of fighting games. It's like their original main wow. series, and Exard's like a is really well known for having heavy metal influences and sprite based visuals. And now they're using this really interesting Unreal three D model technology that emulates how sprites look, and it's really cool, really oh, fun yeah, to play. It it's like really hard to play. But then they go in and specifically erase certain shadows that wouldn't appear in a hand drawn style. So it uses 3D models, but it looks like it's yeah. uh, drawn. It's it's really cool. Oh, neat! That's really cool. And they all, 
I think they also take out some frames of animation too to make it look more like. Yeah, no, it looks like you're just playing a sprite-based game, and then the camera shifts slightly, and it's crazy. Oh, (laughs) yeah! Like whenever you do a finisher, it'll do like this 3D rotation. You're like, whoa! It's all in 3D. I forgot. (laughs) That's really freaking cool. It's a really fun fighting game, though, and this and the PC version has easily the best netcode, although it's not necessarily at the level of uh, GGPO, but uh, still really good. I recommend that. And then I recently picked up, I, I actually, after our last episode that we recorded that we talked about uh, Fates, I ended up popping that back in on my uh, Japanese copy, and I've started that up again. I'll probably bring it with me on my trip. Then that way, when I come back, I'll be all prepared for uh, the English version. I can start right away with Lunatic or something. Get the Lun- most yeah. of the uh, petting room while you can. Oh, <laughs> one of my buddies actually came up to me. He's like, can I borrow your Japanese One of my, guy, one of my friends of did that as well. I'm like, why? He's like, I, I need the petting game. I'm like, get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Fuck off. Man, you guys actually but, have uh, friends I also who pick- play this game. That's sad. I don't have any. Wait, how is, I don't have any friends. How is it more sad, <laughs> sad to have no. friends than to not is that have sad friends? For you? No, I think. Well, no, I'm it's... just saying, like I like I don't know anyone in person who plays this besides one person who I haven't talked to in a while. Uh, you gotta get, so, like, you gotta get them interested. Yeah, it's uh, it probably probably wouldn't go over well. Uh, just just chuck your 3ds at them. Gotta help see. save the series, man. So many people are not gonna yeah. buy yeah, the game. I, now. I wouldn't be able to convince them now. I mean, like they just took out feet. That's literally censorship. <laughs> Fire yeah, Emblem, you if know, you can ooh. do it, is a great game to play ooh. with friends in the same. Especially the old games. Oh yeah. With the really long enemy phase, it's a great game to play with friends in the same room, and it'll also catch your stupid mistakes. Like if you're about to say choke a point with Elise. Please. <laughs> Fire Flash shots back. at Game Explain. <laughs> I haven't even seen the video. You just said that earlier. It's fantastic. I wouldn't know anything about playing Fire Emblem with a friend. Yeah. Uh, I also picked up uh, Super cough, cough. Uh, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon for the 3DS for oh, the trip as well. Oh, oh, man. oh, man. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about I that? I have Can... never played yes, one of these games please. before, so this is oh, an interesting man. experience. Dude, go back. No, dude, stop. Go play, Explo- go play Explorers this guy right now, man. It just... Alright, we're stopping recording. You're gonna go play Explorers of Sky. Just is it that good? Pitch, and then I expect a it full is, review within is. the hour. Like, for me, I would say it's probably my favorite oh, game my of God. all time. It's your like, favorite game of all time? All time? Yeah. I wouldn't Over put it in all time. I love that game. Over Xenoblade? Yeah. Over well, Fire Emblem? X is, over Fire Emblem? Yeah. Wow. For me, it's like, for, for me, it's like, number one is like Explorers of Sky, then Xenoblade, then Fates, then Xenoblade X, and then Super Mystery Dungeon. Mm. And then, like, Valkyria Chronicles. I wait, Super Sky Mystery Dungeon or Explorers of Sky? What? Okay, never mind. You said Explorers of Sky first, then you said Super Mystery Dungeon. Yeah. Super Mystery oh, Dungeon. Is, Super Mystery yeah. Dungeon, so play it. Yeah, Super Mystery Dungeon is really is really good. A, way better than I Gates to Infinity game. was. Yeah, I played Gates. I, I understood why people didn't like Gates to Infinity. I didn't hate it. Uh, still had that little feels moment. So, what makes like Explorers of Sky so much better? Uh, gameplay, plot, just the amount, that's pretty much it. And you get, I mean, honestly, that one has a ton more gameplay yeah, than the rest it, of them. It, I suppose Time, Darkness, and Sky do, because you get that whole post story that, like, basically doubles the length of the yeah. game. Oh, okay. I'm given understand... to understand... Oh, go ahead. I'm given to understand that the Pocket Mans are better in that particular game. There's... Um, I'm pretty sure, I feel like, I don't know for, for certain, so I could be wrong. In, in Super... But I think the... Go on, sorry. Go ahead. Right. I was saying, I think the the like the characters, the two Pokemon that you play as, I think have like just 
strictly better stats than their normal versions. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but it certainly feels like it. Yeah. Because they kind of let you go toe-to-toe -to -toe with, like, overpowered legendaries, yeah. and you're just, like, a fucking Charmander or <laughs> yeah. something, and you win. They like, Charmander and Pikachu, and you just fucking win because reasons. Right. They're just yeah. very sporting, those legendaries. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say... It super it explores like you and your partner kind of feel like sort of overpowered, but and then it, yeah. then in Super Mystery Dungeon you can't do like crap to anything. <laughs> I was gonna say I felt like that whole game I was just weak as. That's what I feel like right now. Game. I just fought a Salamence, just kicked oh. the shit out of me. Oh, oh yeah, I, dude. If you, can, if you can beat they, the Salamence, oh. you you can recruit him, and then you can just let him carry you for dungeons. Oh yeah, I could I could yep, see that. I, I could see that happening. Yeah. Um, but. But if you the have the really powerful, that game. Yeah. It, I will say, it, kind of going. Keegan sort of talked about the like being a Charmander and kicking like Dialga's yeah. ass. It does. It does actually sort of address that. It, yeah, for, they like, do. They do talk about it in the plot. That does not mean that it doesn't feel badass as hell. Being like, <laughs> insert small ass Pokemon here, just like kicking Dialga's ass, kicking yeah. Palkia's ass, taking out a fucking Dark right? like it's nothing. Yeah. What what was your uh, what's your Pokemon, uh, Darren? And what's your start? And who's your partner? Uh, I used the quiz results. I ended up getting Torchic, and then uh, my man. partner was Pikachu, which I thought I thought was kind of weird because I didn't thought I answered the questions that would result in that choice of partner. So I was like, okay, I'll go with it. Yeah, it's it's good that you stuck with it because a lot of people probably don't. I remember I didn't do the quiz. I I mean I liked the quiz, but I just wanted to pick my two. Hmm. I did uh, Bulbasaur as my as the main, and then Froakie as the partner. Worked really well. I played my friend's uh, Red Rescue Team way back in the day, and oh, I did the quiz, and I ended up as a matchup, and I got frustrated, so I gave it back to. I was like ten. That's exactly I, what happened to me, except I was happy. How very much well, <laughs> of you. That's great. I think I think if I'd gotten someone I'd liked more, then I would probably have like played the series a lot. But I yeah. I need to get into it. I like yeah, what I've played so far of Super Mystery Dungeon. I'm only like four or five hours in. It's a little slow at this point, though. I just I basically it, just got the ability to start time. accepting side quests and missions. Okay. Yeah. I will say the sort of first third of the game is pretty slow while you're in the school and whatnot. The set the second half or the the second third is actually picks up the pace like pretty quickly, and then just the final last third, just like whoa. It's okay, so well, I'll definitely keep with it, and I'll try to find a copy of Explorers of Sky, because I've only ever seen uh, Explorers of Time and Darkness around locally. Well, Cough, cough, emulation, cough, could, cough. How the, dare you? The Darkness and Time and Sky, it's basically the Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald mm. things. Yeah. Uh, Sky has quite a bit... Sky just has more features. It, yeah, it's combined, it combines both of them and has quite a bit more features. The plot is pretty much identical for for all of them i think it is just identical. uh i think there, there's the there's a couple more things like spinda's cafe oh. and then shaman's yeah they had the, they had the cafe yeah that I mean, that's sky just for the main plot yeah though. main plot. The main plot they do kind of integrate them every now and then but they just do that just to introduce the features i think well i'm glad to hear that really i like found people i can talk to about it because i was trying to find yeah. I, oh, researching dude. this game was a pain in the ass because most be it's usually only a few uh, forums or like having people active and posting in them. I love this game. Yeah, I dude. love the Mystery Dungeon series. Yeah. I was so hyped to see this thing show yeah, up. Yeah, dude, super. And Super Mystery Dungeon was so much better than Gates. 
it's like... But I mean, they didn't really set the bar that high, no, yeah. honestly. As much as I don't want to hate on that game, Gates. they really make it hard to not hate on Well, yeah. I wish I would have consulted with you guys first, because I might have tried to use my uh, days up to prior to this to see if I could track down a physical copy of uh, Sky. But oh well, I'll, try, I'll find it later. Yeah, yeah, next time. Well, I, I, don't worry... For the listeners, don't worry. This this next episode will be the Explorers cast or Mystery Cast. <laughs> that could be episode two of the Darren and Sheffin show. That's how it works. With Keegan, we're in charge now. Yeah. yeah, we're this. We run this. Place. This is our house now, guys. Speaking of this being Ooh. our house, what did you do with your anyway, week? See, so yeah, I've been working on the Fire Emblem Seven draft, and I'm on what's uh, I'm on victory or death right now. I will say the sort of I, don't know, I feel like I'm just slogging through the game now. Like, with Battle Before Dawn and then Sands of Time, I just, like, route the map so quickly <laughs> since <laughs> just, my team's just, like, completely overpowered and overleveled because... That's pretty man. much how I felt for some of mine. It's really just because you can funnel like XP. Like win for the whole game. But, yeah, it was, like, on Sands of Time, which is the one with Denning, like, the message from Lord Nurgle or whatever. I, was just, I like, love that I killed, guy. He's I, hilarious. Yeah, it's all he can say. Out ten, ten, out, 10 out of 10. message from Lord it's Nurgle. Like, Best, on, on best villain, right? Yeah. He and on Bug, Santa they're the best villains in the entire series. People talk about Alvis or Leon, but I don't know. I They don't really, really compare. He's truly our, our one, the our one, one best villain. The one greatest villain. Yeah, on Sands of Time, if you kill the boss, the reinforcement stops spawning. So it's what I just did was I just warped, like, I just warped Pent over <laughs> to the boss. And one. Yeah, and I just had him crit. And I, I was able then to. Then it was that. like I, I finished like completing. I finished like routing all the enemies like after turn two, and I was like, "Well, time." Well, to I didn't. Twiddle I didn't my beat thumbs. It that fast, but I did end up sitting around for like four or five turns just yeah. building supports and train. Oh. I, I spent. I think I spent most of that chapter training Lin's bow rank because I wanted someone to use bows, and I'm like, "Eh, fuck it, we'll try it." <laughs> Who are you supporting? She Lin got with? to A. She got to A by with the end Florina, of life. I assume. Uh, no, Hector. Hector. Right. Uh, oh. She had a C support with Florina, but I could never get the rest because I always sent Florina out to do her own thing because she was absurdly overpowered. Yeah, you know, Florina. He's for his favorite just... ship. It's her ship sucks. <laughs> wow. We're already going yeah. there. Hashtag Wrath X Lynn forever. Hashtag Hector X. Ha- hashtag Hector X Florina. I would do that if I drafted her. But then how is Sue born? Shh. Who Village knows? Maiden. Yeah, I was village just maiden. about to say that. Damn it. She, I mean, we, we all know Village Maiden she gets is, around. is... Yeah. She gets, she gets around, yeah. <laughs> she gets around. She's just probably Elliewood's canon space. wife, too, considering how awful Roy is. Probably. Oh, damn. I think yeah. in the books... <laughs> I think in the books, which were considered canon, Ninian's the wife. Yeah. Oh, Ninian's almost certainly the wife. Yeah. But, That's like... like but where, did her bad, where did his bad stats come from? Yeah, Lynn. Well, Ellie would didn't help him much. <laughs> it's uh, it's Rebecca's milk, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Roy and Waltz are well, Roy brothers. is pretty much milk brother. He was poisoned as a child. Yeah. Rebecca's Why did breast... Ellie would let this happen? Yeah, Rebecca's breast milk produced two greatly incompetent units. Thank True. you, Rebecca. And I from think... coming from a re- incompetent unit herself. Rebecca has uh. truly ruined the Elite series single handed. Created oh, wow. three bad units by allowing herself to be born and allowing herself to procreate. Uh, this is why I always kill her. 
It's a, well, technically, she isn't supposed to die, but in the English Rebecca is dead. Time paradox. Yeah, they let Nino, they let everyone else There's a couple weird things like that. Yeah, everyone else who has children in the next game. Well, Bartree commits suicide for no reason. That was kind of a weird thing to add. Yeah. He's so stupid that he thought he committed suicide, but didn't. I like how I like his. He's like, oh, I'll be back, and then he never comes back. <laughs> yeah, the way he said it, like, don't worry, I'll be right back, stronger than ever. And it's like, well, and I mean, at I the end, suppose like, he does show up pre-promoted, so I, I guess he isn't entirely wrong. Uh, yeah. Well, but, no, that's yeah. some other dude with a mustache. That's oh, true. Bar- yeah, that Bartree Bartree doesn't have the mustache. He can grow it. That's well, that's his. Uh, that's the completely unrelated Bartray. <laughs> Yep, like it's his twin brother. Yeah, <laughs> and Carla He's was not. Carla was none the wiser. Yeah, Carla never suspected a thing. Carla was none the wiser because she was dead. No, well, Carla never existed. Yeah, true. You don't recruit Carla. Yeah. You never yeah. have. But yeah, I've been working on that. Also, been playing a lot of Fates recently because on the subreddit, I recently started a series of talking about the best pa- the recommended pairings for everyone for all the units and going through that when i also did an ik run on lunatic got to like chapter 10 or 11 or 12 no well odin shows up 17 i got to 12 and then i got then the sort stupid sorcerers got their like one percent crit on me and i was really upset and because chapter 12 is sort of a slog so i so i was like nope going back going back to hoshido like, eh, I'll do it later. Yeah. Just do my mentality of I'll do it later, and then you don't actually ever do it later. Yeah, you never get to it. Is Not the unit that. balance actually as bad as people are saying it is? Oh, in no. No. It's, it is bad, but people make it out to be like FE12 is worse. Or make it out that like it's worse than FE12, but nothing's worse than FE12. They just had so many units that yeah. had no reason to exist. For those. Like, sure, your game has like ah. 70 units, but I'm pretty sure about 50 of them are worthless. It's like the anti-genealogy approach. You have like fifteen units who are worth a damn, and yeah, like that's it. Well, there's no, there's no, it's not, there's no free silver tier in uh, IK, and for those not aware, in FE12, on like it's the harder difficulty, on like the hardest difficulty, like eighty percent of the cast is like completely unusable. Yep. And that when SF was tiering it. They actually, there was actually enough people where they could create a tier, just for people that give free silver weapons. Wow, damn! Well, and Odin's not in that tier because he doesn't even give a silver weapon, right? Yeah, I know he gives a stupid D tome or C tome, but uh, yeah, if he, he could have at least contributed something. Yeah. Ik, Ik, uh, it's not the worst. I would say like Fe six and Fe twelve and uh, Fe eleven for my rememberings are yeah, worse right. i would maybe even argue like if you f- put it on like par with fe5 since fe5's balance is actually really wonky and hard to judge actually yeah i wouldn't really put it on par with fe5 ik is weird but it's like every everyone that joins like past chapter f- 14 that isn't xander is that or that isn't a royal a pre-promoted royal because snoka sucks it's just like really bad. And then there's yeah. Odin who competes yeah. with one of the worst characters in the series along with our beloved Wendy and like Sophia, Kath and Sophia, Sophia and Liar. 
and Liar. Oh, Liar is so And whoever the bad. other dude, Tiger, is, who I don't remember at all. Well, he's bad, but not that bad. That's oh, like not. his. I thought he was. I thought he was like almost no, as well, bad he, as Liar. No, he's bad, but he's not at that laughable bad stage. Oh, okay. That, okay. That's, well, that's probably I like he also the... isn't a cat, because cats suck. Yeah, at yeah, he's Tiger. And I guess if you were going to go for it, but it's like goose. And kind of going back to games I've been playing. Uh, in Xenoblade X, I've started reaching the fighting the super boss super bosses. I've finally started attacking on like the Millisaurs. and I decided to like I got a good build, sort of good Ghost Walker build, and I decided to go fight uh, this one bo- super boss named Gradivus the Headless Emperor. And so I ended up doing like forty million damage or like four million that's a, damage. That's a decent amount. And health bar barely budged classic just, super bosses he just like one shot trillion me. health it's so dumb how tough he is but please grind he, harder but that's the thing i'm at the max level go grind more i, I can only grind equipment go do it go apparently, go apparently. raid in your single player mmo <laughs> it's basically what you gotta do now uh, yeah well there is apparently there's only like six possible there's only like six bills that can even be viable against the gradivus damn and par- apparently boss. the one build i w- i worked that i tried was not was one it? of them <laughs> you're no. like oh well i'm using the wrong build therefore i can't possibly win well this 100 hours of my life was all for nothing it gives you the excuse to play the entire game again yep well i don't i don't over. need I don't need to play the entire game again. I just need yes, to go put. I, I mean, I do want to, but I don't have a TV right now for it, and I can't do a new game, or I can't do, go operate through the menus on the gamepad alone to get to new game because it doesn't let you pull the screen down to the gamepad until you get into the game. Oh, well, well, that, that seems like, like a uh, missed opportunity. Couldn't you pull up like images of the screen and do your button presses accordingly to like? Well, it it doesn't um, give me any sound, so I don't know if I. So I'm not sure if I'm there or not. Well, um, that's when you. Just and if I, if I if I if I if I do it too early or too late, then it's like what? Then Sheffin found out he deleted his 200 hour save file. I was just about to say that. Uh, please, well. Well, you wanted I, to do a new game anyway, right? So. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do, but not like this. <laughs> I still, I still have like, I have still like some affinity missions to complete, and by affinity missions, it's just murders and bows. And bo- it's okay, you don't and, need those. Just start over. Just well, that's that that's save. one of the reasons they're so late. Like bows, he's like this Japanese space racist that really just put me off. And then murderous is like the biggest bitch ever. <laughs> her name's murderous. Yep, her name's murderous. Oh, I see. She sounds I- like a swell person. She yeah. sounds like a real stand-up citizen who would do no harm. Yeah, it, they they even like poke fun at that uh, during her recruitment. It's like Thank you know, God. would you really, could you trust someone named Murderous? As, uh, yeah, trust him with my life. You actually have that option, Not and yet she she still like threatens to like break your knees and kill you at the end of the mission. And then for some reason she's like, yeah, yeah, we can do it again. It'll be fun. And you get it's like, hey, I could kill you, but nah, I'll just, no. I'll just help you. Yeah, let's go, bro. Uh, but why? <sighs> so, it's been going on long enough. I guess we'll move into a break. And we'll just talk about some emails, even though we haven't actually released the last episode, so we haven't gotten many emails. We have so, one. Why didn't you notice send extra emails, you people? 
Yeah, how could you guys have not sent us emails when we didn't tell you to send emails from the last episode? It's all your that fault. Come it's out. definitely not our incompetence at all. Yeah. It's not even. I mean, it isn't our. It's Devin's incompetence, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> roast Devin. God damn it, Devin. <laughs> So much Devin. I mean, it's entirely his fault. We can't do hashtag fuck Devin because his name doesn't conveniently slide into the word fuck the way Chris is. Hashtag did. damn it, Devin. That's that's damn why it. I miss Chris so much. Perfect. Uh, There's our episode name. I yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. So consider the uh, trigger pulled. Gotta take a little break here. Let's see you guys in a bit. And Sir plays music. Go. Welcome back after the short break. We're going to come back at the one email that we didn't get a chance to answer uh, during the last episode. So, who's this from, Sheffin? Uh, this is... Or do we from... say who they... Do we say who it's from, or do we keep it anonymous? Well, we do, we, well if, they, if they tell us who they are, then and they don't say anything. But this is this is from Burgermeister. I like that name. It's a good name. Isn't that it's from uh, the name. Santa Claus animated series? The, the uh, stop motion? Uh, there's a lot of Santa Claus animated. Before Christmas, uh, I'm thinking there's a guy called something Burgermeister. Anyway, this person asks because it's hard to tell the gender of this person purely based off of Burgermeister. It doesn't really indicate either gender. Yeah. But they ask, the what Fire Emblem main story do you like the most? And a second part to this question is, what do you think of Constitution? All right, so I suppose we just split split in half, and we'll let someone start with theirs. So who wants to go first? Let's let our uh, special guest begin, because we're being gracious hosts. Well, perhaps I'm being a bit predictable here, since I just read a giant plot analysis on it, but my favorite main plot of a Fire Emblem game is Genealogy of the Holy War. Uh, Good choice, good choice. Yeah, it's... It does some really interesting things that break up the formula or add context to it, and on its own, it still does some really interesting subversive things, not just for video games, but for narrative. I I really like what it does, and it's really well integrated into the uh, game mechanics, despite the fact that those can arguably suffer for it a bit. So... The, the villains are... I don't want to get into it too much because it, it can get pretty spoilery. Don't worry about it. Chris already spoiled it. <laughs> no, spoiled I cut that out. Thing. I cut that out. Oh, though. did you? You did? Did you? Yeah, no, it's it's too late for Devin, but no one else who was listening. Oh, 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 damn. We've been like... Oh, man, we killed Chris We've been giving Chris so much flack. <laughs> <Shit. laughs> well, yeah, I wasn't going to let any, like, unawares, like, listener just... Man, we didn't even have to say anything. Man, poor Devin. Game. He took the bullet there. <laughs> oh, literally <laughs> alright yeah, like, so yeah we'll keep that yeah. spoiler free since none of All you right, know so what yeah. he's talking about continue Huffer. I will say the after the first chapter you conquer basically an entire nation uh, Verde that's not really much of a spoiler um, and you, you're plodding along through the map and you really get this feel, There's you can get the scope in a way that I don't think any other game really quite does in the same way and that's there's just something really cool about that. Uh, additionally, you're usually um, 
not allied you've got like a small band like Ellie Wood's band Roy's band Ike's band whatever mm -hmm. you've got like your few 14 people and the the Lord of Fire Emblem 4 Sigurd does too to an extent but he does have support from the main continent so you end up with an interesting different power dynamic where he's actually subordinate to a different force he's not the oh, really reigning yeah. liege in the land yeah which means that certain times that central authority might make decisions that he's not happy with but he has to comply with them because he essentially works for them I don't think anyone will fight you on declaring genealogy the best story or your favorite story. I don't think anyone will no, argue that. His opinion is clearly wrong. I always it's thought of it favorite. as like the Game of Thrones of Fire Emblem. I just love the darker tone of that story and just how it, it, it subverts a lot of expectations in many ways. Okay, okay, fine. I'll go play genealogy at some point. Yeah, stop okay. messing. Stop playing dress just, up with lightning and go play a real game. Come on. I have. I will Damn, have you know. I haven't back. played thirteen two <laughs> in like a week, and I beat thirteen like two weeks ago. I know. I just love getting shit for it. If you only played thirteen during the enemy phase, you could probably beat it while you beat genealogy. Oh uh, no, he's talking about. Final that's Final a forty-hour game. Yeah. The enemy faces are pretty fucking long in genealogy. There, really the, the one problem with genealogy is just how long that some of those chapters take. Because well, but no. there are only there's yeah. only about ten in the entire game. No, but they're all so. just mega chapters. There's they 12. are all mega chapters. I would say the worst parts are like in chapter one, the stupid forests at at the end with Verdane. Yeah, that was pretty awful. That was really terrible. And then the backtrack in fucking chapter two is literally the worst. That's pretty bad. Well, you, you don't, don't like running across forest, a gigantic though. map. I mean, you could just you could you do have you have like warp and return by then, but still, it's dumb. Yeah. Oh man. Keegan, what's your favorite Fire Emblem story that you enjoy the most? Oh man, like if I were to say anything, I'd probably have to give it to the Telia series, just off the ones I've played, because obviously like I just said I haven't played Genealogy, and I feel like with how much you're toting it, I would probably change that opinion when I do play it. Yeah. But I do, I do really like the Telia series. I don't, I just, I just, I don't even so, really know what all I'd want to say about the Telia series that hasn't already been said. Would you say that you like Ike? <laughs> I would say that I like Ike. Ike's a cool dude. I, I kind of like the fact that you have like the your main lord, especially in like Fe Nine, who's not like some royal dude. He's just some mercenary doing a job, basically. And then uh, he kind of gets thrown into saving the world. Because so, you know, just Ike things. I feel like I feel like cause Ike's attitude, despite not being a royal, his attitude's still like similar to like F. Oh, I'm not Hector, saying it's not, but it's just kind of like the dynamic, yeah. Because I mean, yeah. you don't really, I don't really feel like he's a royal very much. He doesn't really act the part, especially even when he gets the title of lord. He doesn't really act like some. He doesn't really act like a royal. He just acts like kind of like a mercenary, at least in my opinion. I think I always viewed Ike as a, as someone you could actually be a drinking buddy with. Some of the other Fire Emblem yeah. Lords, you're like, ah, oh, yeah. no, I couldn't approach them. Whereas Ike seems much more approachable and like an everyman. Absolutely, I would agree with that. Yeah, right. he just seems like a more relaxed, approachable guy. Like, said, like a drinking buddy, you go have a drink with Ike. I would do it. How would all of you rate Celica as a drinking buddy? This is an important question. So, I haven't played Gaiden. Wait, so oh, her? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Four? <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Out of five or out of ten, that's different. I'll leave, we'll leave it up to uh, the audience. Four. <laughs> Just four. Excellent so, kind of talking about Telly's Radiant Dawn, what do you what do you think of part two? Because I've been thinking about part two recently, and I feel like 
part two is kind of pointless. For uh, I can, for par- I can I see why you'd say that. Like, yeah. It's story, because for Radiant Dawn, the story is mostly like the awakening of the god. Or, right. Spoiler and, that, and part two really doesn't do anything with that. It just kind of brings in some more characters. It brings in your, your I feel, uh, I feel like CRK it's just, and your, uh, to, your Alencia and your Har and all that shit. I feel like I feel like part two is just like one giant fluff for the intro cutscene for the Grail mercenaries. But at least it's not very long. It's only like five chapters. I don't know, Joffrey starts, man. I <laughs> haven't been able That's to just get the to Tellius. Phase, man. Was that spoiler that you just said serious enough that I should cut it? Uh, I don't what, know. What was the spoiler? I said like the awakening of the goddess. I, I mean, the, so. the, the, the LeBron medallion, well, cut the LeBron medallion, but that's basically the whole thing. Yeah, and, it, and for, if you've medallion. played FE9, they kind of give you the basis of what, yeah. what the medallion's about. It's also another thing. Kind of, let's, let's go a little deeper into Tellius' plot right. here. What is it exactly that causes the awaken, that pretty much awakens LeBron's medallion? Is it the entire continent war? going to war? Yeah, the entire every race so, was involved, which is why. That's, so which if is, it's just every, so if it's just all the, if it's just all the races, then like, why were they like? I don't think it's all the races. I think it's all the countries, which is why. So um, then it was, it was, which is why Goldoa tries to stay out of it the whole time, because so, they don't. Because um, how the hell you pronounce his name? I'm not even gonna fucking try. Valencia or something. Something like that. It's probably about right. I'm not even gonna try and repeat it, yeah. but like, oh, that I think guy. that's why. Yeah, I think that's why he tries to stay out of it is because I think if I remember right, wasn't he around? He was. Well, yeah, he was one of her goddess's original companions. Yeah, yeah. So that he tries to stay out of it because he knows that if he takes his country into war because he's probably, he would inevitably end up being the last one, he would reawaken the goddess, which so he attempted to avoid. So if it's just all the countries being, like, uh, all the countries or all the races or whatnot fighting, one is, like, why were they... Cons- if- at the at the beginning of part three, then why were they like so concerned about the medallion? Because they knew the wolf, they knew about the wolves, the Volug and Alia. Oh yeah, yeah. If they knew about them, and they didn't have any inclination or any reason to think that they would actually end up fighting in in this giant in, in this war, right? Then why were they whole concerned with the? Um, why were they concerned with the medallion then? And then why was and also why was the medallion glowing if it was just all the countries? going to war because at that point in the war almost the entire continent was involved in the war so it was the the biggest war ever seen i believe so it's just the so it was so the glowing was just a progress bar basically yeah it's the same thing in uh path of radiance as well because more and more were being involved as the war went on yeah because i mean i'm pretty sure it was like everyone except i suppose if you count the wolves the wolves and godoa were the only ones not involved in uh path of radiance uh well technically yes because because uh, because I mean Ashnar, you get the, Ashnar you get got the, the kidnapped the dragons, which counts yeah, and he, apparently, and also Ina and Nasir. Yeah, I suppose that kind of counts. Which it, well, I mean, it apparently it counted enough when Kurth decided to be like, yeah, you know, let's go At, it, for three E. Apparently, that was enough, or two wolves was enough. I don't know much about Tellius, but I'm I'm understanding that. The herons, you there are only like two, and they're both in your there's party. There's three. Uh, there's three, three, okay, three, but you never have all. You never have them. You never at the have same all three time. at the same time. You only ever but get one. If well, they, if that's how can. the factions are determined. Yeah. Then couldn't you just like bench those three, and then the medallion wouldn't go off? No, because like, the plot, the plot always like demands like some heron not be in battle 
to like take care of the medallion. No, I, if if the awakening thing happens because all of the factions are at war and there's one faction that only has like three people, couldn't you just like couldn't Ike just tell them to like not help him? Oh uh, yeah, if what happens no, because that's explained because one of the Herons, Raphael, he's with Day and who's the enemy during the Yeah, awake, yeah, they're all, all on the same the side because yeah. Leanne and um Rayson are with uh, the GMs and all of them and then with um Raphael's with Kaya. Yeah, I think it's they're Day on Day inside there's I guess I, I think it's say, Raphael. I just wanna say it's no, going back to like is it all races or all countries? Because when well, they made, I mean, when you they, don't get when the they whole made the proclamation, when they made the, the whole, when they, go ahead, go ahead. sorry, when, when they made the like proclamation or pledge with Ash, Ashura, what was it, Ashura? Yeah, yeah. When they made that all the way back then, wasn't it just like Benyon and the uh, Goldoa? Wasn't yeah? Because uh-huh. wasn't that the whole thing? It was like Benyon was like the super empire and Goldoa was just the dragons, and then eventually Dayan, Crimea. Well, weren't the, the, the they part Italy? of Benyon? At one point, weren't yeah, they, they both, were, and they eventually Crimea broke off. So, but, is were, it, but uh, were they at that time? I'm trying to remember. No, or was, this, was, or was this was this during was, the actual story? Not a fly- okay, never mind. It was just a super empire. Okay, so, is it all races then? Because I would think how, it is how, because you how don't would it be get, able to um, determine. Stop countries. digging so deep into the Deus Ex plot machina. Fine, all right, that's <laughs> what the medallion just, is. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. We'll move on. We'll move on. I. It's really hard for me to determine which is my favorite. Part of me will always have a yeah. special place for Seven, largely due to the nostalgia of it being my first. Right. And uh, I really love the character side stories in that game, especially uncovering like late, like what happened to Raven's house, his whole idea with revenge. I really like Carol's backstory. I think that's really awesome. I love the buildup. I love the entire Elib saga, especially how mm-hmm. it all ties really closely together, like the legend of the Scouring with the events of seven and the events of six. I love how it all ties together, but I really, really like the story of the Tellius games. I always felt like it was the conflict I felt the most involved with. Yeah. So I think the problem with, with genealogy is that for some of the conflict, you're not really there seeing it. Uh, Mainly since it's such a broad conflict. Fair enough. Otherwise I'd say it's like right up there. And I think yeah. it also the big thing that gives the edge to the Tellius games is the Black Knight is one of my favorite characters in all of video games. True. Love that. Dude. I will never shut up about him. I absolutely love his character, even though they really butchered the reveal in Radiant Dawn of who he is. Oh uh, yeah, that reveal was like so. It's like... the ultimate anticlimactic reveal. This like yeah, it's this guy. For the big badass dude in black, the big badass anonymous black dude in armor who has just been nothing but a fucking badass and able to slaughter everything except Ike. Yeah, and, and it just kind of yeah. And it's sort of just like, oh yeah, this is who the Black Knight is at the end of, at the beginning of Part Four, and it's like, wait, what? Especially because you never found out who he was in Path of Radiance either. They kept it this big secret till the end, and you're like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Such a. Yeah, oh, a bit of a I was down. pretty surprised that he turned out to be Grail. Yeah, you know. <laughs> How did he kill himself? <laughs> Shh, don't worry about details like that. Yeah. The, 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 I don't know. There's. It was. It was. You, it was a duplicate like the... caused by his teleportation powder. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was gonna talk about. So the reason, like, the, how the Black Knight like ends up surviving in Path of Radiance is in the Japanese version, it's because a malfunction in the warp powder, and it was basically just his spirit that Ike was fighting in Path of Radiance. 
What's the Japanese so version. dumb. Thank God they cut that. <laughs> yeah. That would have yeah. been stupid. And then in the that censorship at its American finest. Look like yeah, censorship destroying the purity of the game. Destroying the purity of my Destroyed Black Knight the purity fight. of the game and got rid of a stupid plot point, man. Yeah. But so for I, let's kind of keep things going. Yeah. My favorite story. Uh, I I agree with the sir that FE4 favorite favorite story wise, just the scale and scope. And just Seeger going across the plot. And then the revenge for the second half. I feel like it gives a drive, personally, being like knowing all these characters and knowing like uh Yeah, to Tobia. have that, that bond you formed in the first half. Yeah. I always wish they, Self was how do you say his name? Selfie, the main character of part two. <laughs> Selfie. Okay, well, Selfie? I don't know. Selfie. I'm pretty Selfie. sure that it's supposed to be something like Seriz uh, or Seriz because that's like the sound, but it's, that's it's, it's that's like been carried so... over so poorly. So in a lot of patches, including the one I use, it's Selis. In yeah, Awakening, it's... they use a PH for some reason, which doesn't really help that it's... problem, so it ends up with something like Selif. Yeah, there's uh, like three. It's like Serolis, Selis, Selif. Like yeah. I'll just say Selif. The fact of the matter is, the, the names that end in the is sound don't really sound as good in English, even if they're technically more correct. So, just go with whatever works. Well, with Salif, I always thought he should have been more, like, hot-blooded. You never really get the sense that he... Like, I always thought he was, like, too much of, like, the Jesus-type character. Like, it's just like, ah, oh, he's the chosen one who will save the continent. Well, I, I want more hot-bloodedness from him. Especially after how everything Well, it wasn't now. that the whole thing? Like, he was being, he was being raised specifically... For the whole Second Holy War, still like that. After what, like, how Shana, Part Shana One goes Boyke. down, you think the kid would be shaped yeah. by that? Yeah, could, but yeah. Right. So what we what we established here through the second part is FE4's plot really good. Telly's plot also really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say I really hate any of their plots. It was kind of difficult for me to pick over pick Tellius, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Even the most basic, like FE six slash FE one plot, is still like pretty good. And then yeah. you get to well, there is FE twelve. <laughs> if you take Chris out of that game, everything is better. No, well, the plot still sucks. <laughs> Chris just don't you love worse. how all the characters you killed in freaking Shadow Dragon just come back to life? It's the best. Yeah. You didn't kill well, them good I mean, enough. To be fair, having to kill those characters was fucking stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not wrong. Well, but uh, anyway, so let's going back to the original question at the very beginning. This is the second part. What do you guys think of Constitution? I like it. I like it quite a bit. I think it, it allows you to have a bit of a balance, a balance with units and their utility, especially because Constitution is tied to your aid, and that matters with units like um, like Pegasi and uh, Cavaliers. Especially in, in games like FE7, where you have fat-ass Hector and you have to carry him around. Yeah. So if you want to carry him around, you have to be... You have kind of... I suppose you don't have to use specific units, but they, you're, there are specific units that you would have to use to carry him around. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of balance helps. Right. I mean, sure, it sucks to have, like, four con and be weighed down by everything that isn't a slim weapon. But, I mean, that gives you... Sure, you lose that, but you also have rescue utility. And you can huh. rescue quite literally every I like it but I think that if it ever comes back it should be reconfigured so that it's more specific to each unit because the way it's done in the GBA games is there are different constitutions for classes based on whether they're male or female 
That and, is the only. Oh annoying yeah, that thing. was really yeah. also dumb. And that sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Like Echidna, like she does not, she does not make sense for her to have low constitution. It's, mm. it's a little weird. And if or they like could just... or like Isadora. I think Isadora yeah. has like six con. Well, like can't Sane and Marcus all have like 10, eleven, or eleven, twelve, or something, or yeah. something, 12, like something. It's like, you know, I I understand like you know wanting to have like some gender differences. But do we really need to give her half the con? Yeah, I was gonna say, do we really need to half her con? Just don't worry anything? about it. Intelligent Systems is uh, delivering a message. <laughs> that subtle shots were fired that day. <laughs> I wouldn't say subtle. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, continue, sir. Oh, I I was done. Yeah, it, done. It works really well because weapon weight doesn't really change throughout the game. I mean, it sort of does incrementally because you're generally getting better weapons, but. The differences That's really, aren't that really just super comes down to steel weapons being too damn heavy. Yeah, steel. Yeah. Like steel lance is what thirteen. Yeah, thirteen steel axe is fifteen. Steel steel swords are okay at ten, but the other two are just ridiculous. Yeah. Like you cannot give a Pegasus a steel weapon, or they're just gonna die. They yeah. just get like doubled by something stupid and die. It's it's like in a FE4. FE4 doesn't have a con system at all. And it's like axes weigh like eighteen, and they just cuts directly, and you lose eighteen speed. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh um, my god. Yeah. And then there's swords that have three, two. Kanda really like... did not like axes. Yeah. In FE three, there are no axe users. Yeah, Shozukaga hated axes, and they, they do. Us... I will what? say the benefit of FE four system is that it gives swords something in return because swords don't really have one two range the way well, lances the magic and axes do. Is easily... Yeah, there are magic swords, but those physical are physical stat. Well, you still, need to... because the FE they're, because they're always javelins rarer. and hand axes suck everything. Yeah, Worse. there are the magic swords. It's true, the light brand, but those are almost always rarer. There's often a penalty uh, in terms of having to use the magic stat. They're they're clearly you know generally speaking inferior to javelins and hand axes. So having swords no, have some would, benefit in that. I system. would say so because with like a magic ring, you could just with a magic ring you can actually do like really a lot of damage. And since you can actually double with the magic swords, which you're not really gonna do with a javelin or hand axe. And if you can get like critical, if you can or if you get get the fifty kills, which you can also do at one range, then you can just start blowing through everything. I think like one of the like preferred like inherit it's like one of the preferred inheritances for Salif is a fifty kill light sword. Oh no! I'm in ring. genealogy swords are. I'm saying generally they suffer for their lack of one two range because generally magic swords are yeah. hard to come by and. Oh, uh, I thought we were yeah. just talking specifically about. Yeah, no, no. People. In oh, genealogy, okay. swords are very good. That's what I'm saying is a benefit of its system, which is otherwise rather flawed. We still have to figure my, things my out my back then. With... Yeah. My, my issue with some of the magic swords is like FE6 makes them kind of iffy to use at range because sometimes dealing a solid 10 damage is good because maybe you couldn't deal jack shit for damage anyway and 10's the best you're going to get. And then there are other times where you're dealing with like just your standard little crappy enemies and you could have probably like one shot them but no you're doing 10 damage twice instead. Yeah. Well sometimes it's doing some, some damage is better than none for sometimes. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like it's not all bad but it's like there are some times where you have like a, I don't know, like a stupid general and a boss, or a, a general on a throne, a boss, a general on a throne. I have dyslexia, and and you're gonna like tank them with everything that you have, but you could use a magic sword at range to deal ten damage, and that's all right. It works, or armor slayer. 
But then accuracy. What? Also, why is the armor slayer is like the most accurate weapon in the FE6? Like reasons. Armor, armor, armor slayer is like 85 hit for some reason. And then the hammer has like. And then the 40 hammer is like 40. Like, yeah, hammer's got like 40 hits. It's just dumb. You don't but, need to hit with the hammer. You just yeah. kind of scare him with it. They were still transitioning <laughs> away from Kaga, so there was some lingering anti-axe sentiment in FE6. Well, coming out of FE5, you had Othan and the Puji. We didn't get fully to the at the pro axe phase until Radiant Dawn. Yeah, well, a little and then bit. Axe is your best friend. And then Path Radiance and Radiant Dawn. Yeah. Radiant Dawn is just absurd. Anyway, I'm so. What do you think, Akon? I'm mainly in the same boat with uh, Hasser. I think that it was a novel idea at the time, and that I don't necessarily hate that it's gone. I think it'd be okay if they brought back, but I do think they'd have to make some changes accordingly, like a lot of the num, just mainly the numbers, and if maybe they'd add yeah. extra functionality to it. And then I think if you make uh, remove the gender restriction things too, like with like how we're or, or make about, it like more Isadora specialized and instead of yeah, class. like I'd rather it be more tied to unit types than genders or anything like that. Now, if you have a lot of female units with low con, that's okay, but like you can still have female units with higher con and you can have male units with lower con having yeah. it be more specific is just a better way to adjust it than right, basically general that. things that sometimes don't fit very well so for me i don't know i'm meh about con just because it hasn't been a super consistent thing in the series it's not something i've yeah. been really attached to like fe4 had its con doesn't exist fe5 had con on a growth rate which was an interesting thing yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, FE's the GPA titles, it was pretty tight. Yeah, sometimes, but sometimes it didn't matter a whole lot. Then FE, then FE nine and ten had the strength basically takes over Khan's job for weapon weight, and it just makes it ir weapon weight irrelevant like immediately. Yeah, it makes yeah, it makes it look yeah. My issue with it though is that it kind of gives some of the sages a shaft in FE ten. Because actually, least any any of them that don't really get a ton of well, I suppose they get a ton of strength. Actually, there, no, I remember. I remember I looked at uh, looked it over. There was because we had, there was a debate about this, and actually, all the sages except Iliana on their base strength has enough to use like pretty much all the tomes, except the siege domes without a weapon weight penalty. It's actually, no, I thought I thought they had lower strength than that. Uh, well, they do have low strength, but the tomes aren't sort aren't a whole don't weigh a whole lot. Also, tomes really suck in Radiant Dawn. Oh well, yeah, they do. I'm not saying they don't, but yeah. Yeah, they... I'm just saying they. What are you talking about, guys? Micaiah, best lord. <laughs> I oh, have an yeah. example of my point. <sighs> but yeah, it hasn't. It, been she wouldn't double anyway, but you know, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, hasn't been consistent enough for me to like really like at all. I will say, yeah, I will say, Fates is actually way of sort of pseudo way of dealing with weapon weight with the. Stat, they have a varying stat penalties for usage and holding and whatnot, which I actually think is like a kind of a better way of handling con. I think it's really interesting. Or, or hand, then, handling weapon power differences. Because if I remember right, those those negative bonuses you get from would the one that you get when you after each round of combat those stack, right? Yeah, if you use so a, like if, if you, you use it on enemy phase, you could just be like completely screwed potentially if you they just, yeah, just throw them in the fray with a silver weapon or something like that. Yeah, it's I like that kind of idea. Minus you lose uh, two strength or mag depending on if it's what the weapon type is, and two skill for every usage. It doesn't oh, count yeah. for it, it doesn't count for attack stance though, so, and you recover stats one per turn. 
So yeah, so, it really makes you be a little bit more strategic with what what weapons you use and when yeah. you use them. It's, by it's, the sound of it, I will say Fates Fates has given us like one of the best weapon systems. I feel like if, I feel like it makes up for the lack of con or sort of, or sort of weapon weight. Fair yeah. answer. Yeah. So I guess uh, this is our our outro as we go head into the third part. Anyone got a last second thing for part two? I think, I think we're good. Everyone play genealogy right. so that we can spoil it. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, go we'll, we'll do. That'll I mean, we'll get to a retrospective. I'll get to it when I get to it. If we ever get to the FE seven. Oh yeah, we probably should have mentioned this at the top of the episode, but we're pushing the FE seven retrospective back. Because Devin's still asleep. Because Devin, Devin's dead, and he wanted us to do it with a full cast, and but we don't have a full cast right now, because Fuck Devin's dead. Devin. But Hashtag yeah, FE, damn it, Devin. <laughs> But the FE7 retrospective has been pushed back. We've said FE, we're saying it's going to be for episode seven because of the numbers. But you know, we'll see. It'll definitely it's be, be seven. I mean, it depends. I, I made the executive decision that it's seven. So I thought we, I thought we were all equals. Now. I thought we were all equals here, and uh, since we were free from Devin's tyranny. No, Keegan's overstepping his bounds. This is Darren and Sheffin show, man. Oh my god, is my house. So if we're doing it by number, does that mean that we should go back and replace our pilot episode with an FE1 retrospective? Absolutely. I mean, well, technically we haven't released episode four yet as of recording. Yeah, okay, guys. So we're going to do a genealogy. It's a pretty Uh. short game. It's a pretty quick game. So just play genealogy. Darren, play it right now before you leave. Yeah. All right, All right so. I'll just like play it during the break and I'll be back and I'll know everything there is to know about genealogy, guaranteed. Solid. So... And go with the break music. Hello everyone, welcome back to the third part of Emblem Cast. Right now we're going to be focusing on the different eras of Fire Emblem. We've already covered uh, Fire Emblem 4 and the plot of the Tellius games in a fair amount of detail, so we're probably going to be glossing over those quickly. But the first era we're going to be focusing on is the games 1 through 3, the first of the Kaga era. So, I was not many people have played it. I haven't played FE1 or FE3. I did play FE2, and it was pretty terrible <laughs> you've never played fe1 even just to see the novelty of it being the first game in the series no mostly because i just what are you talking know. about awakening was the first oh, game man in the series. devin you're no! so right what <laughs> <laughs> a joke i will not stand <laughs> i played fe2 well okay i didn't play fe2 i played the first like half hour of fe2 the maps are really long and the interface is terrible and i got to a certain point where i suddenly seem like i realized that i needed to have grinded to pass so i just turned the game off yeah it, it has really weird difficulty spikes fe2 also one of the worst things is stupid ambushes happen and you don't have any control over your spawn points or where your shooting starts and what's so you ambushing? can't change your unit positioning 
No. And with the and with ambushes, the enemies move first, and sometimes if there's like a paladin ambush, then you can just like get people killed on turn one without you even being able to do anything. Uh, it's absurd. It's a really weird uh, game. It's like reverse lunatic on FE twelve. That makes me sad. Yeah, Look forward to it when we have to uh, do a retrospective on it. No. Uh, no please be excited. Please. It'll. Pr- Look, the upside is no one on the subreddit really likes them either, so it'll be a while. Not no one, but it doesn't yeah. seem like it's... Say, you can't just say no one, because now, yeah, no, now no, we're going to get someone... Let me, let me rephrase. Let me, let me say what I too. what I meant to say. The straw poll for the first retrospective game had very few votes for FE11, so it'll probably be a while before we get to uh, FE12. Wait, FE11 or FE12? Or well, he didn't put one on there. Yeah. Well, because eleven. Yeah. yeah. Well, what Devin did for the poll was he took the first chronological game of every continent. So we had eleven, four, seven, and not uh, not nine because none. Some you of can't, us can't play, play it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was yeah. eleven, four, seven, and eight. I guess. I think so. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I think it was. I think, yeah, that sounds about right. I'm pretty sure there were five on there. Okay. So, so, oh, I think thirteen was there too. I think was thirteen. Oh yeah, right, thirteen of course. I think thirteen was there. Say that uh, we uh, take the power away from the people and make the decisions ourselves. We're assuming commit. We're so we're, we're not a democracy from... anymore. Uh, well, we're an oligarchy. It, yeah, this oh. is a, a tri oligarchy, technically, since there's three a of us. Triarchy. I don't that get special guest privileges. Well, you do, but you're not part. Of, you don't get enough. It's not enough to put you in the title of our ruler, ruling ship. Thing, Can I whatever. be the executive janitor? Sure. Thank well, you, you kind of are already. Got... Yeah. <laughs> this is like the super Great. secretary. Cleans up our audio bullshit. Yeah, no, so. I'm appreciated. But so, anyone else got anything to say about FE one three three? I think the first game on the Famicom is kind of novel to revisit, even though Shadow Dragon kind of invalidates its playing through it. But I, yeah, I would, there is a novelty to play. It's like playing the original Final Fantasy or playing the original. Dragon Warrior. It's not the best game in the series by any stretch of the imagination, but it's kind of it's kind of fun to revisit just as a part of uh, time. And I think three holds up pretty well. Hmm. Gaiden has some really good music, yeah. like surprisingly. Yeah, well, I was surprised anyway. But it's got like the final map theme, the uh, the very first thing, the attack theme. It's it's got some good stuff. I, w- I will say I, one thing that I actually kind of really enjoyed with Gaiden on like the. Fi- with the final chapter sort of a little bit of spoilers but on the for Gaiden you're pretty much separated into two parties sort of like FE8 and the route split and with the final ch- with the final chapter one one party is like completely trapped and you need to use the other party to go rescue them oh, that- but ev- every time you like go to like a different floor because it's sort of like ex- explored roguelike I guess with the you, you need to climb through a tower or whatnot and like every new floor so your your units in the second party that's trapped actually takes damage and they and it makes it harder for them to keep them alive when you actually make it to the final battle and you can then get control of both armies and they actually have that damage taken it's a really cool thing and the final boss is creepy as all hell yeah I've but seen the, pictures of the final boss yeah. and there's like that cool nightmare fuel yeah, there's that there's cool Alms. finisher move that yeah, Alms Alms does. has like the, one of the best finisher moves that we've ever had in the series. He just like chucks his shield off of his arm and just does like a giant finisher on its head. I think I've I think I've seen that animation. It is pretty yeah. damn sweet. It's one of the coolest things ever. But uh, let's move on. Fe4 and Fe5 sort of goes together since they're all 
based roughly on the same actually they are based on the same continent and storyline story arc with fe5 being in the middle of fe4 right we've already covered fe4 a whole lot so i'm gonna talk about fe5 uh keegan you haven't played it hasar you you haven't i'll be chilling out over here i haven't played it so darren what do you have you played uh fe5 i have although i've never gotten to the end of it because i usually get distracted or i just get frustrated at some point like i'll play through most of a chapter and be like yeah i did it then something horrible happens and then i have to restart uh, yeah. Because that game, That's... despite being a pretty great game, it has some really bullshit levels. Yeah, FE5 is pretty much notorious for having, of not telling you stuff. There's, like, most That's of the guidance... I've heard horror stories about that game. Yeah, mo- like, a lot of the guidance, you can't, you have no way of knowing stuff. Like, for one of the guidance for Dag- Dagdar and Tanya... You need to capture the boss and hold him while Leaf seizes. But the problem what? is that you wouldn't know is because that you. The problem is is that the seize tile is Dagdar's and or Dagdar's and Tanya's house. But if you don't, if you don't, if you kill the boss or release the boss, for some reason they don't have Leaf doesn't have like the intelligence to go check inside the house and he just leaves that he just leaves and doesn't rescue Dagdar or Tanya. It's like, why do you not? <sighs> and then there's also, why does Dagdar have Dagdar have a throne in his house? <laughs> why not, dude? He's the king of his yeah. house. He just wants to feel, yeah. He's the king of his house. Stupid His gnomes. house is its own country. I will say I really like the idea of uh, Thracia, how it takes place between, like, basically the first and second part of uh, of 4. I think it's really interesting because it's, you don't really have a clear grasp on what's happened. You're told what's happened during that gap, but you actually get to see it in, a, in full effect. And it also really, yeah, it's like the most underdog story in all of Fire Emblem. Yeah, it is really pretty big underdog story. Say it is sort of cheapened by the, I guess, sort of main villain being basically retconned in and then retconned out of yeah. the entire Jericho uh, and, it, and it also has the thing of you're like you know that the events of 4 really overshadow what happens in Thracia right I mean it, Leaf does try his hardest to keep stores stay focused and I mean, Leaf I will say Leaf is a pretty compelling character yeah I liked best, him more than uh, Salif yeah well, Salif, I feel like Salif sort of got undercut by Levin and his history lessons yeah. at every castle. Side phase. But I will, uh, something kind of notorious problem with like the Kaga game, or Kaga era five, one through five, is that only really the lords get characterization. And in FE5, like, hardly anyone talks, mm-hmm. or hardly anyone gets good characterization, aside from like a few things. They also do that the really Leaf- weird thing with the stats. The, the limits. The, the caps flat, the caps. Hit it oh yeah. In, Thr- and... in Thracia, there's flat twenty caps for unpromoted and oh, promoted. Yeah. And on it sort of works completely in the player's favor since you can cap stats incredibly easy easily, even for like low growth characters. Because caps are so low. And also it made apparently made balancing the enemies really hard for Kaga to do. <laughs> Because the enemies are like total trash for so long. It's just flat twenty, and apparently they don't. Yeah, because I mean, if you only got twenty, they can only go so high with the right. 
found everyone was having 20 and everything, and then that's just stupid. Yeah. The final the level is just everyone with 20. Everything in 20s. There are, there are, there are, the, for, they bring the Dreadlords back, and they're still not explained. Well, they're sort of explained, but still not. And one of, the, one of them has, like, 20 mag, 20 speed, like, good Ew. amount of HP, but it also has Wrath and Resire. Funny thing is that Wrath and FE5, it's a guaranteed critical on counterattacks. Um, Yay. that's balanced. <laughs> Resire for those and of Resire who is the is uh, it's, Nos, it's Nosferatu. Oh, that's fucking stupid. But it well, heals, it's just like it heals. It has a one per one ratio with its heals. Oh my god, that's so. So dumb. you just so you just get obliterated and you can't do it and whatever you did didn't matter unless you one round KO, which that's you can so actually dumb. do because. Offense and combat is like incredibly jank in Thracia. <laughs> the amount of weaponry and skills you get. But yeah, so that's Thracia. But it also bridged the gap to like four to six in terms of like the level design and structure. It brought us closer to that style of uh, smaller maps with more focused unit on unit combat. Yeah. Something unique to the Yggdrasil era, just quickly is that the animation system, instead of having them attack and then hop back into place, they would like do a follow-through swing if they were attacking again, which made the battles look really fluid, which was pretty cool, and that it's kind of unfortunate that that never came back. Well, well the Talius games kind of have that, too. It kind of it kind of does... Uh, it does return back for FE13 and FE14. I thought 11 and 12 did, uh, too. 11, I don't... 11 does... But that's only... say, I remember Marth has one for sure. I, I think, think that I, do, but I can't remember everything else. I think that's only. I stand with... corrected. I'm sorry. I think. How no, dare think, you get uh, something wrong on a Fire Emblem podcast? I'm supposed to be the Fire. expert. Uh, I think that only happens if there's no count enemy counter in between. Yeah, yeah. Like if uh, that... it would be like an, yeah, there can't be a counter in between. Though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But they still have. The, if there is a counter in between, then it does have the whole return to yeah. basic position. Or when if it's I, like enemy phase and you hit and then or they hit and then you double, then you can see that yeah. animation. Correct me if I'm wrong again, but I don't think they do the uh, moving back and forth thing because if in in yeah. if you miss, they'll dodge backwards, which means that if someone like procs Astra and then misses a lot or something, they'll like wall them into the what? corner. Yeah. It is pretty funny, but yeah, they they don't they don't return to normal. They do have a little stopped stance. I can't remember. FE10 and FE9, I don't think... FE9 may have the return to normal. FE10, I don't think, does. I don't think it does either. I haven't played in a while, I think the main problem with this era is that there's never been an official release for either of these games in any capacity. I would agree. Remake, please. FE4 did get released on, like, the virtual console in Japan. But no localization. Translate it. Let us have it. Just give us FE4, 5, 6... Also, Mother 3. Also, Ace Attorney Investigations 2. And The Great Turnabout. Also, every game you've ever made, ever. That's good. We don't want the bad games. Or the creepy games. Ace Attorney's games. Capcom. That's not even the same. Shh. Still want it. get it. I still want we, it. It's supposedly, it's supposedly better than Trials and Tribulations. That's Therefore, a bold oh, claim. Hey, well, that's, that's going to be tough to top. That's a bold claim to make. And I need, I need to. You'll never know. This is fans translation. Impossible. There's there, there is, is actually a fan translation like, so I can go, I could just go play that. That's no, impossible. And I get to play, I get to play the pure version, not the censored. 
that ruins everything. Speaking of the era of <laughs> ruining everything, let's talk about Fire Emblem 6 to 8. Yeah, the GBA era. Totally ruined oh, Fire yeah. Emblem, right, guys? Yep. You know, oh, it, man. This is GBA what killed era. Fire Emblem. <laughs> so We're being sarcastic. Yeah. This literally made no, man, Fire Emblem in the West. So this is the saga of Roy. In the first game, Roy is your lord, and then in the next game, Roy's your lord, and then the game after that, Roy's on a horse, and he's a paladin, and he, he runs around <laughs> and kills people. It's Roy's revenge. I mean, you could you could Fire see it sort of like that, you know? Roy starts out a small little redhead. Elowood's sort of a bigger little redhead. And then, and then Seth, Seth is, is your sex guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's got the red hair. I actually had a comment but, in my review for yeah, Fire guess, Emblem uh, 7 where someone said, why does Roy look different in this game? And I'm just like face bombing. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> it says in the corner that his name is Eliwo. Why is no, Roy's name His name Eliwood? is Roy in Japan, but they translated it as Eliwood. It's censorship. <laughs> Ruining the pure censorship game. Censorship coming back at us. But, so... I guess, uh, what do you guys think of um, the GBA games? I think they're excellent. I love these games. They're some of my favorite games of all time. I guess we're, we're going to be going in, into great detail about 7 when we have that retrospective yes. episode. So, yeah, let's keep our 7 light because of that. So, FE6, really really great gameplay. I will say that. I, I will agree. I like the gameplay. They have a couple of maps that are iffy, cough, cough, chapter 8. You mean um, you don't you don't like super long hallways with nothing happening? Yeah, you know you know what I like doing in my Fire Emblem games? I like putting every single horse that I have on my team and then just running. And just still and seizing and a throne. Still, and it's still not enough to run. It's still not Yeah, and it's still not enough. It takes like fifteen turns if you're really fast. I take a and hallway not, over it, an open field. Oh um, no nah, man, I'd rather have the open field. Open field at least you don't get that with. Um yeah. and you have Weird unit balance in FE6 too. Cough, cough. Sophia, Kath, Wendy. Yeah. I mean, why do they exist? Well, they never know. I'll definitely say that six is my least favorite of the entire GBA line. It's the one that I revisit yeah. the least, and I think it's mainly just because they were still figuring things out. They were still. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a pretty big change up from the previous games as well. So six is a really important title. It kind of solidified the GBA style of Fire Emblem games and the support system, like really yeah, solidified. They're still doing it. kind of that weird transition between yeah. uh, those consoles and then moving to handhelds, and just how they changed a lot of the yeah. way the game worked. The it, art it, it, is so, yeah. really good on the GBA. The they crammed a sprites. lot into those pixels. The sprites look great. Some of my favorite Love sprite work sprite. in any game ever. Yeah. No, I can see that. Yeah, pretty right. Uh, and I'll say that I like the GBA game just because they've been so accessible to the modding community that people can just turn yeah. the, the GBA games and the GBA engine into some really cool shit. And we still see fan games to this day. Yeah. FEX Naw ever comes out, then that'll be even more accessible. Yeah. What? That's it's a. It's the engine that Fire Emblem Seven X uses, but they haven't released it to other people uh, yeah. yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. The, it's more of just FE7 being the hackable. FE8 yeah. is still a little... Yeah, I mean, FE8 is still a little untouched, and I'm pretty and sure FE6 no is just... No really well, I mean, it's just balance patches on those, but, like... Yeah. Well, there there actually has been balance patches for, like... I think all of them have had a fair Dawn. amount. Yeah, yeah, the third one on Radiant Dawn, I saw that. Yeah. I Aaron, Aaron got, like, 11 HP in, like, the patch, in that balance patch. I was Seriously. like, what? Good lord. But, uh... 
I was going to say something. But Words. going back to the hacks, last and last promise. Last promise is actually one of the really notable. Th- what makes it so notable is that it was one of the first hacks. Yeah. And sort of laid everything out on how to do it. Right. I mean, it kind of. While you can criticize it for its many, Terrible. many inherent flaws, I mean, it kind of set the path for other games to move forward. Kind of like with games like Requiem and how games like. Um, Bloodlines and Midnight Sun are probably, in my opinion, the next two to get closer to completion. I mean, they're not close yet by any means, but I think that they're the two like big name projects out there that people have their eyes on, who have their mm. eyes on uh, Fire Emblem fan projects. Mm. And if you haven't tried them, go go do that. Yeah. They're, Serene's they're really Forest uh, fans projects sub, sub section. But check yeah, it out. Yeah, but. yeah. Shout out to Gast and Alf and Alfred Kamen and everyone who works in those games. They're pretty fucking sick. Like, they do some pretty cool shit with their games. Especially, the, um, for those who don't know about Midnight Suns, but doing some... They've got a guy on a, whose name is completely escaping me. I want to say his name's, like, Brendor, I think? I might be wrong. Not but he's, he's doing some really cool, really cool stuff with it for the next patch that's supposed to be coming out for Midnight Sun. Got a lot of hype following that, because be they've been saying they were going to do it yeah. for, like, the last couple months. But I love the fan projects, and I think the GBA series, at the very least, deserves some credit for being as accessible as it and, is. And of course those games itself. Yeah, and the next title in in this line, the Fire Emblem 7, or as many of us here in the West know it simply as Fire Emblem, is arguably the most important game in the series since it uh, introduced all of yeah. us to it, at least for in terms Absolutely. of like actually having these games localized and brought over. Right. So yeah, I, I would say that the, the Game Boy series is probably one of the most important series in Fire Emblem history mm-hmm. just because it did a lot to change the formula of the game from the way the first five were to look a little bit more something like they do now and in games since then and obviously it brought it to the west and brought it to the rest of the world so i mean that in and of itself and advance wars thank you advance wars you'll let us have fire emblem yeah at at the cost of advance wars dying it was was a noble sacrifice it was a noble sacrifice for it really did the world a service it just doesn't quite realize it i don't know what you're talking about there's a new advance wars game coming out in february it's uh, it's a little different because it's set in the medieval times instead of the. <laughs> the, the we don't even need Devin anymore. You know, the girl. <laughs> yeah, screw that. Well, I mean, guy. you know, Famicom Wars existed alongside FE1 and so forth for a while, so there was clearly sufficiently different markets that it was doing okay. Yeah, I just love how Hasir does uh, better Devin jokes than Devin. Devin. Damn, I love it. To be fair, in, you, Devin. in Fates, you can capture generic enemy soldiers, and then you can just send them mindlessly to their deaths. So you could, it could be the advanced wars. There you go. We'll see. So let's just say this about Fire Emblem Seven. It's good. We'll talk about it soon. Uh, soon. We soon promise. <laughs> Hashtag. So Baby. sacred Hashtag stones. Soon. I know I have a lot of history with this game. A lot of people started with this one. <laughs> yeah, you know, Darren, easy one of the easiest games in the series coming from. Yeah, I still freaking stand easy. by that, man. <laughs> I still stand by that. Yeah, in Sacred Stones, a pretty easy thinking game. of the draft run in my Sacred Stones hard run, I'd still say the Sacred Stones hard run was way easier, despite yeah. the many uh, misfortunes I uh, ran into. Yeah, man, those enemies—the enemies are really just so yeah. weak game aren't they they just like barely they can't even kill you if they wanted to you're I mean, just too good they, <laughs> they can't they I mean, can't you, kill you it's you're like, like invincible the whole you, game obviously you, the, the, like the enemy strength while is sort of 
understated. I mean, the enemy, enemies actually are somewhat. There are some pretty competent enemies every now and then, except with the, uh, except for the monsters. Monsters. Seven really strength weak. berserkers. Yeah. That's only on the enemies. Is, is that actually, most? Not on difficult. Okay. <laughs> no, Still you're kicking your lies. <laughs> I see. I'm not lying. I they do they, exist they, on normal wait, wait, mode. Wait, I maybe, didn't say they were in hard mode. Maybe Keegan's just talking about Ross. That's not wrong. Shots fired. I like Ross. Well, he, well, with that that beautiful segue, we can talk about a feature that I know Darren loves and I do too: is the trainees. I like it. I think it's I novel. Think Training, imagine. That the availability <laughs> was a problem for Ewan and Amelia. Yeah, I will say the units in the classes oh, are pretty bad. Like, well, the Edwin and, and Amelia are really bad. Ross is salvageable because he's available for yeah. almost the entire game. Yeah, the problem is but those two are so bad. Their growths aren't actually that good. No. And they yeah, have Amelia those extra actually has, like, levels, one of the worst which, growths in the game. If you're grinding them all the way up to 10, 20, 20 for, like, the post-game monster campaign or whatever, okay, that's ever. still really useful. But if you're just playing through normally, then it's not actually that good. All it means is that your first ten levels are essentially in a worse class. So, right. they suffer from that a lot. And with Ross, it's usually okay, but with Amelia and Ewan, like, you really they, have they to show like through. You're going to be starting to promote to your second tier as they're showing up at, like, effectively tier zero. And that's yeah. awful. Then you have, like, a but game like Fire Emblem in... 7, uh, Gaiden really does interesting things with the concept. Especially in terms of availability. Oh, yeah, FE, yeah, FE 7X. Yeah, yeah. Because basically every unit besides like your main lord and your Jagan is a train. Yeah, it's absurd. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, Wrath, not Wrath. Um, uh, what's his name? Hus- um, Lin's dad. Yeah, Lin's dad. Hussar, it is. It? it is Hassar. Pretty sure it's Hassar. Yeah. Wait a yeah. minute. Uh, he's not a trainee. Yeah, we, was, okay. There's like three units that aren't trainees. Yeah, no, it's it's mostly trainees. And you get like All right, you get little Marcus now. and you get little Isadora. Uh, it's like Fire little, Emblem Babies. Little Harkin. Is the best. <laughs> Fire Emblem. It is. Yeah, like little baby Harkin. It's great. Yeah, Uther is just babysitting everybody. He is. <laughs> he is. I think he does make a joke baby. about that about how he's with so many I'm young people sure in his he army. Oh, it's great. He's time. a really shitty babysitter. We should though, probably talk about Sacred Stones on the job. Yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah. So, I was saying oh, with so, the training units. What I was saying is like in in their execution because I mean you have units like. Edwin and Amelia, like, they're, they're really, they didn't get executed very well, but I love the concept of them. Yeah. And just, like, how you can superpower this little, effective little piece of shit mm-hmm. into something really good. If they had growths that were worth a damn and didn't show up halfway through the game, I would probably say they'd be really good. But they don't, so. Yeah, rip. You also get the benefit right. of uh, choosing promotions. Get split promotions. Yeah, that brand new thing, which I think was actually pretty great. Just having that. I freedom. love branching promotions. Yeah. I mean, they they weren't quite perfect in FE8 because you have choices like Great Knight and Paladin, which are almost entirely sided to Paladin, and then you have choices like Falcon Knight and Wyvern Knight, which are almost entirely sided to Wyvern Knight. I mean. Yeah, you're not wrong, especially with the how wonky the skill system Druid is. Summoner. Yeah, because I mean. I don't know. So there yeah. are just times where you don't. It did bring back it's, skills. It's, the choice is really obvious, and picking the other ones almost kind of like shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, Andy, don't choose Great Knight what ever again. What are you again. talking about, guys? I turned Garrick into a ranger. Oh. Oh no. Part of me just died. I remember I did that on like my first playthrough, and I was a little babby. It's so dumb. Such regret. Rip. 
So, uh, should we talk about the Talius games? We don't really need to talk about their story much, since uh, we resolved that. We, we kind of, yeah, we, say we went through most of the Talius story already. I mean... We can talk more about some of the stuff like... Yeah, yeah we, we established we like Ike, and that we like the Black Knight, so... Uh, what do you guys, how do you guys feel about shoving? I like I... shoving. It's, re- it's a really cool in concept. It lets you do some... It lets you make some units who don't do jack shit in the early portions. Um, they can be useful, at least, for shoving. Hmm. I like when you have skills like smite. I like the idea of having it as an option, which means that in FE10, when it's a skill which is almost inherently worse than a lot of other skills that you'd want to remove instead, I thought that was kind of unfortunate because just having it around the way rescue is just kind of around is nice. It gives you some options for movement, even if you're playing fairly casually. The way sometimes instead of like just having your uh, unit just sit somewhere and wait, you can shove them one space forward and maybe then whatever you just shoved can go reach another enemy because they were given that one little extra space of movement. It's pretty, it, yeah, shove's pretty cool. I never found it too useful, but then again, I, I kind of just stuck to with like a traditional G- GBA-style uh, mindset when I played the Telius yeah. games. Right. I mean, almost... the, you don't always need it. It's not necessary, yeah. but it's just nice to have I'm that saying, option. Uh, the point isn't it... really that it is too useful. The idea is just that it's kind of there and it can be uh, useful I, occasionally. I think it's necessary in like Path of Radiance to recruit Astrid on hard mode, or else she dies immediately, turn one. Or yeah, mode. I mean, it's just because she's really weak. We'll say though, base. I will say on like higher on like higher level runs you. Shove and shove smite. Is your best shove, yeah, shove and smite trains can get ridiculous. You can just like give a unit like almost an effective like twelve move or something yeah. stupid just because you deploy like five units just to shove. Yeah, it was like when you're like when speed running or LTCing yeah. and stuff like that. It was it was like when our fire emblem was making a doing a community creation of an FE9 tier list. It was like Mordecai got in like really high. Yeah, he got in. He, he got smite. like rank like seven or eight or something and then someone Purely was off yes, smite. Someone, someone was asking like oh man what why is mordecai so high and then someone was like smite welcome to fe9 <laughs> so funny welcome to fe9 you just shove everyone everywhere yeah smite but yeah i also thought the games always felt i like the pacing of the games especially with uh radiant dawn i really like the different objectives I think that's what a lot of people really like oh, about gameplay-wise. Uh, yeah, yeah gameplay-wise. I also like switching parties around quite a bit in um, FE10. Although they didn't necessarily yeah. nail that concept either. Especially how the Grell mercenaries get like all the screen time. Yeah. I don't like the balance within the groups because you have Grail mercenaries who just show up and stomp everything. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you have the Dawn shit Brigade. brigade. And then the Crimean... Then the Crimean and then the Crimean, Crimean Royal, Royal Knights that don't too. exist... <laughs> basically don't exist. Fucking uh, awful. It's like lame. But I, f- I feel like, I don't know, most of, my, most of my problems from Radiant Dawn comes from like part two taking away from Micaiah and her group. Yeah. I feel I like that. I feel like you could have like, from a gameplay and or story wise, you could have cut part two and given, given the time and resources to the, the Dawn Brigade. Have you guys ever yeah. read the back of the box for Radiant Dawn? Um, All no, it talks about is the Dawn Brigade. 
physical box of radio. Yeah, it's from Launch. Okay, hold on a second. You guys keep talking. I gotta read this description to you because it's absurd how it sounds. Okay, so you guys just talk. I'll be right back. I just gotta grab the copy. Okay, so. Okay. But yeah, mostly mostly because with the Dawn Brigade, because at the at the start of Port Four, all the armies joined back up. Right. But the Dawn Brigade starts as Tier One units, and they need to get to Tier Three. But they only have. Yeah, I feel like but, that's but kind the, of with a pro- bit of a problem with part one, though, because you just don't have the resources to get anyone which, except maybe like three units to tier two for part three. Yeah, which is why I, f- I feel like if, there, if part two wasn't there, if the, like if those chapters were given to like the Dawn Brigade, or if, then, or if part two was like extended and somehow integrated with if, yeah, if, like it, the Dawn or if it like mid, the, I was gonna say if it more like mitigated with or mingled with the uh, the Grail mercenaries. Like it already, yeah. so, it already sort of did because in the middle of it, you get in the middle of part three, you get Marauders, the one Crimean Royal Knight chapter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like they could have done something. They could have done something like that and still, still given more time to the Dawn Brigade. I feel like I feel like there were some chapters that could have been more expanded upon. Definitely. And then You've... you you wouldn't have the shit brigade that's just made fun of. Speaking of the Dawn Brigade, let me read you the back of this box. So it says, fight for a better tomorrow, which is essentially what the entire Dawn Brigade concept is in the actual story of the game. It says, uh, command the members of the Dawn Brigade and use your strategy to free their homeland. So that description right there kind of makes you think this entire game is about the Dawn Brigade. Then it says... But they they, they, they win in the first part. (laughs) They win in ten chapters. That's how you save a country, man. All right, so this says, build an army that suits your tactics. Trust no one. Strike from afar with Leonardo's bow <laughs> or attack directly with Edward's blade. I love how specific it is to these two characters, though, concerning they get, like, zero screen time and development. It's amazing. Like, uh, they're that's pretty much all say, the back they, of the aren't, <laughs> aren't they, isn't, uh, isn't Edward, Nolan, and Leo, like, on the front cover in, like, the background? Uh, on the American cover, it's pretty much just So than Micaiah fighting a wyvern rider. Yeah, like, yeah let me let me pull up the cover because oh I yeah, also you can see them. They're really faint in the background, but you can see them. They're just chilling out back there. Yeah, they're just hanging out. Oh, they're uh, fighting. But oh yeah, you can hold on. Is that the shit? I'm trying. I gotta zoom in on this kind of low res picture I got of it because I don't have the physical copy. Uh, this is what I found. Oh, don't worry, I'm rubbing this physical copy next to my face, so it's like we all have it. <laughs> but That's actually, how it works. Yeah, okay, so there's Edward charging a cavalier, Dolan being like, whoa, and then Leo just, like, dying. But don't you just love how the entire back-of-the-box description makes you think the entire game is going to be about the Dawn Brigade? It's like a Metal Gear Solid 2. But, but then yeah, and then, they're sort of then irrelevant. you it in ten chapters, and then you forget about them. They do come back. They come back, they, then they get their ass yeah, they come bad. back and get their ass. To be in. fair, Edward bad. can be just an absolute god monster, though. I mean, Zyark. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you have Zyark, and he just kind of. It's true. Wins. You're not wrong. But you got to have someone represent the Dawn Brigade Nolan. Uh, uh, Nolan. Hmm. Or Micaiah, because she's forced. Yeah, you're not wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> Soth, because he's, he's forced a few times. Yeah, but he's forced all the time. You can never not be forced. a few times, I do that. Given that uh, FE10 has tier three promotions, aren't they arguably kind of a whole brigade of trainees in the context of that game's balance? Yeah, and that explains why they suck. Like that. that explains everything they also, didn't also, learn from eight. Also, if you like think about it, with like Lara, this she the cleric, oh, she joins Lara. level one, 
in the, at, part of the Dawn Brigade that has like some of the shortest screen time. But the staff EXP is the same as, as in a 2020 game when the when Radiant Dawn is a 2020 game. Is she it's like just they a, don't want you to use her. Uh, and she also gets like one on game by everything twice over. Yep. It's funny, but still, it's yeah, like, at base she shows up bad. It's she like, takes forever to train. Could have done. Something. And then when you do, she's average. Was anyone else weirded out by how Soth was one of the main characters, considering his so role in Fe Nine? Like, yeah, his Fe Nine role is that he's a stowaway on your ship, and he's looking for someone who you presume to be Micaiah. And but and that isn't like, well, right, you we'll actually don't know who, you don't know who it is until at Radiant Dawn. Yeah, I'm gonna say you don't know who it is until Radiant Dawn. He's never mentioned the name for that her or anything like that, so you don't know until ten. But his his existence is like, oh, I was on your ship. I'm looking for someone. And then he's and, like, and then Nasir's like, I don't want to deal with this. Shit I also shit. love the mic, and he's like, all right. I fine. love how Radiant. He's important from a series lore. Yeah. He's important from a series lore perspective because without him, Ike wouldn't have any descendants, which is how you get Priam. <laughs> I mean, Micaiah said uh, it herself. It's basically. But I also uh, love how freaking Ike and so whenever they talk, it's like, "Oh, you were so important back in the old days." And you're sitting there thinking, "Like, no, you really, you really weren't." You, you yeah, yeah, you know, bench, I, I didn't. Buddy. It's like you know, I deployed you twice to get some treasure, and that was it. Like, I, what I are you talking about, so? didn't even deploy him for that. He said his little bitch It'd be amazing when they have their reunion. He's like, Commander Ike, and he's like, who the hell are you? It's like, <laughs> who the hell you is were this a kid? person? You don't look anything like you. Yeah, so. Volk? Like, is that I was, you? I was your ally in the previous war. You were? Wait, yeah, when did I, I was there. You? Remember I was on the uh, ship? Your name's no, not no, Volk. Not, not at all. He was the only thief I knew. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Yeah. Let's talk about uh, everyone's favorite localized title in the Fire Emblem series, and uh, everyone's second favorite title that wasn't localized. Yeah, say, uh, Shadow Dragon uh, and uh, FE12. Uh, I think Shadow Heroes... Dragon's best summed up as like the best is like the the worst of the best in terms of like the localized games we've gotten. It's pretty. I yeah. I don't know. I, I would agree with that. Gameplay. The game the story. The story is like sort of basic, standard hero's yeah. quest. Yeah, and I love the way the dialogue's written, though. It's got this very sort of flowery style. It's pretty fun to read. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, I haven't played it in a while, just because that was my first game, and I played the living shit out of it to the point where I'm still burnt out on it. And I played <laughs> it when I was like twelve, so yeah. I haven't gone back to it since then. So I can't. I don't have like a good critical analysis of it because my thoughts as a twelve-year-old child were like, "Oh my god, this game is so good! I can stab shit." Didn't it have that like multiplayer? It did. It's actually pretty solid. Yeah, it was. I used it like all of once with the team that I cheated stat boosters and everyone at max stats. Because I'm an. You wanted to get the yeah, uh, Falcon Knight. You had to use the uh, downloadable part of that uh, game. Yeah. The best part is they weren't even better than Dragon Knights. Yeah, because Dragon Knights. I don't know. Fe eleven for some reason just feels dead to me with its like presentation. I don't know. Its like, presentation, I, I could like, totally just, agree with. I was so like, bummed yeah, out when really... I saw the graphics. I was yeah. upset. Like the I sprites, the yeah. graphics, the map, the maps as well. Sort of the, the music's are. The art style's so dreary, and everyone's face looks super puffy. Like Marth looks like he just got bitten by a blowfish. Do you know what the worst part yeah. is? It's all drawn by the artist of Ghost in the Shell. So it doesn't even, like, really 
stand out that much despite having like a really high profile artist doing all the work yeah. it was a bit of a shame really and then, and then a lot of the characters not even having lines aside from death or even supports really, really well i'm fine with yeah, like no supports that, it's that just can suffers, I, it's like suffers can a I, bit from just having a useless cast for a, a decent portion mm-hmm. of it i mean not as bad as 12 and who loves who loves sending off their units to die so they can access guidance chapters? Yeah. And then there's the guidance chapters. That is so there. dumb. I don't Let's... know what they were thinking with that. Yeah. It's not like Wimp and Loser were going to be used for anything else. Yeah, or awful. You should mention that awful. feature since I did. We mention that while recording. Uh, we did uh, in the no, break. No, we haven't. Well, <laughs> we mentioned in the break, but not to you guys. Oh yeah. Okay. So in Shadow Dragon, if you let enough units die, you'll get uh, generic replacement units. And if They're you bad. let enough of those die, you'll start to get generic replacement units with names that mock you for letting your units die. Like Wimp, like W-Y-M-P, Loser, uh, L-U-C-E-R, that sort of thing. It's pretty funny. We've got a, we've got a list here, actually. And this is only for the localization, uh, got... correct? Yeah, yes. This, it's only for only... the English localization. This Every other language from has, the like, censorship that names. destroys Fire Emblem and gaming itself. Why can't I make Lynn's boobs bigger? (laughs) I need my boob sliders. (laughs) Actually, localization did add the uh, the soul caddy uh, animations are only in the localized version of FE7, and they have some jiggle going on. I love those animations. I was more referring to Xenoblade Chronicles X. No, they they look good. Yeah, I was going Xenoblade X as well, since I was really dumb. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I I knew that. But we all know Lynn from Fire Emblem's best girl. We all know that. I mean... Not even top five in her own game, but oh, all right. Wow. Okay, wow. We're gonna have a fight. She's after. better than Guy sometimes. I mean, Maybe. all the time. <laughs> guy. I'm talking but, more shipping but, than like we'll, unit stats. I still, Lin X tactician yeah, forever. Top. <laughs> uh, the, so original, Dragon, the original think, avatar. Yeah. So anyway, I back think to Shadow, uh, Shadow Dragon is is a fun game to revisit at least because it's it serves that point as a history. It's also a really solid remake of how considering how dated the original game is. Yeah, I'll give them the credit. It did feel really faithful to that remake to an extent, for better or for worse. And still feeling like the GBA games to an extent. Yeah. Although I will say they gave you the warp staff way too early. Yeah. Also, forging. Yeah, get it. It introduces introduces uh, sing, er, existing existing forging, and by the radiance radiant dawn, whenever you forged, you created a new weapon. With shadow shadow dragon introduced, pretty much just like existing weapon forges, where you would add Forge stats the wing to spear win the game. Yeah, where you can add stats to an existing weapon. You can't really you can't alter its uses at all. I can't I don't think, but you can just add stats to it, but. With effective weaponry, like uh, Seda's or Sheeta's or whatever you wing pronounce spear. it, her wind spear, her I said wind spear, the wing spear. It is a wind spear. The wind spear. It's effective. It has effective might against uh, armors and cavalry, but when you forge basically a better rapier. But when you forge a uh, extra hit or not hit might on it, you still you get a one to three ratio on it. So if you forge like plus five might on it, you get plus fifteen damage. So you could just like Oko a bunch of bosses, or you could pretty much Oko everything with it, and it does yeah, cost. Yeah, I mean, it cost a metric It shows, crap especially though. in playthroughs like um, Don Don's zero percent growth playthrough, because he was able to deploy 
Seda in like really late chapters purely off the merit of a forged wing spear. Like at bases and promotion ba gains where she'd have like single digit strength, but it'd be fine because she'd have a stupidly overpowered forged spear. Yeah. I wonder if Nurgle gave uh, Veda a yeah, that forged was... spear. <laughs> yeah, That's what happened. He went to Shadow Dragon, forged her a spear, and then went back and gave it to her. Heard it here first. With all the crazy shit That's... Nurgle could do, it's not out of the question. <laughs> Man had, like, crazy powers. Dragon Gate equals Outrealm Gate. And yet, God uh, defeated so easily. But... Hey, man, he's just too so, slow. He's just his too slow. Too much. Uh... Yes. As Sonic would uh, say, so you're it's... too slow. Too slow. You're too slow. You're too slow. But not you're in Smash slow. 4 because they cut it out because they hate Sonic fun. speed. Aww. Speaking of someone who hates can... fun, let's talk about Chris. Oh yeah, Chris, Chris. from sh from Heroes of Light and Shadow, or New Mystery of the Emblem, uh, Heroes of Light and Shadow. So FE12. We need a really long name. Is... No, it's Fire Emblem, New Mystery of the Emblem, Heroes of Light and Shadow. It's also like equally oh, man, as long in Japanese. It's it's horrible. <laughs> it's that retrospective episode well, was see... painful. Yeah. So FE12. Right, so I is have a one thing I do want to say before we shit on Chris. Because, like I said, I don't know if I did say it, but um, Shadow Dragon was my first game, and I was a young little lad. I was, I don't know when that game came out, I'm too damn lazy to look it up, but uh, I would probably say I was around 10 or 12. Eight question mark? It's probably about when I got it, so yeah. Or 2010. Or right. Actually, no, 2010. 2008 sounds more like a Radiant Dawn for these. Yeah, yeah so. 7 came out, what, 04? 2008. out. Is when Shadow Dragon came out. Damn. Radiant Dawn yeah. was okay. 2007. So, yeah. So, yeah, I have the box so I can confirm. So yeah, so I was like <laughs> around 10 to 12. And I heard about the, the announcement of FE12's existence in Japan. And I heard about the creation of a character. And as a young child who didn't have standards, I'm like, oh my god, that's so cool. I can make my own character. I can make my own class. I'm like, I want this game. So I went and I found it didn't have an English release date. I'm like, oh, no problem. I'll just wait and I'll check up on it later. That worked out. <laughs> that went well. And the, the next time I heard about it was probably about two years later when I remembered its existence and found out that it still hadn't been localized. And I'm like, eh, it's probably yeah, not good. It'll, yeah. Only, only, like, recently, within, like, the past, like, two years, it's actually got a translation patch. I remember back at that time that I found out that it existed again. I remember seeing, like, the, the start of that project because mm -hmm. I remember finding the website because I tried to find a translation for it. I remember finding that website, and, like, at that point, they had, like, basically translated a few of the of the names, like, 7th Platoon, and, like, a few of the early chapters and some of the menus, and then the next time I found it, they were done. Yeah. It's like, I saw okay. it right at the start, and then it's like, oh, yeah, we've been done for, like, This a year. game always holds a special like, place in my heart, because it's, like, the first translation I've followed from, like, day one all the way up till release, like, checking, like, at least once a week to see what the status was. I didn't follow it that hard. I, but, I mean, I, I saw the beginning and I saw the end, so I kind of. Keegan, you'll understand. I have a problem when it comes to, like, Fire Emblem and releases. Like, when a game comes out, I beat it, like, five or six times within, like, a week. It's, it's disgusting. I know that feel. It's, it's, it's gross. It's not healthy. I know. And I didn't. And that, at that point, I wasn't really into, like, researching the older games. And I was like, where's this new one? Why isn't it here? I need my new Fire Emblem. I've already beaten Chow Dragon eight times. I need something new. I need it, man. I need it. Yeah, I was I was kind of in that same boat. I was kind of in that same boat because the only I had 
I had just kind of started to realize that emulation was a thing, so I'd only kind of played like seven and eight, and then I found I found another translation for six existed, but I hadn't really played them that much. The only thing I did was play the living shit out of Shadow Dragon. I probably played that in like the span of a year, probably like fifty times, and that's yeah. not like an exaggeration. Oof. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So let's actually talk about problem. this video. Did game. you ever find out yes. if Roy was? So FE twelve, the game itself. Nope. Yeah. So. The game. I will say it did improve on like the sort of presentation feel. It's not as it didn't have it doesn't have that dead feeling that Shadow Dragon has. I love it does the feel re, much more I love vibrant. the new uh, portraits for all the characters. I think they're way better. Yeah. I love like Chris's like... portrait when you give him an afro and a monocle. Oh dude. It's my favorite character <laughs> in all of Fire Emblem. <laughs> we need more afros in our life. We yeah. Really so Chris, I will say I think this game is more fun. That before we go to Chris shitting, I want to say yeah. I think this game is more fun than Shadow Dragon overall. Yeah. Would, if you put a gun to my head and say really play one of these two right now, I'd rather play uh, twelve. Yeah, I'd yeah. agree. I would say I would, for me. I feel like oh, Shadow Dragon. I don't want to play, but FE twelve. I actually feel like this is one of actually my like more favorite games in the series to play from just a pure gameplay standpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, until you get into the harder difficulties with free silver, <laughs> and then it's like, why? <laughs> All right, but, we held so it off, Chris. Chris. So Chris is it's time. Marth's biggest fanboy, while also being everyone else's biggest idolization. Everyone, everyone, everyone loves, loves Chris, Chris, but everyone hates Raymond. No, everyone hates yep. Chris. Everyone loves Raymond. Sad. And everyone yes. does hate yeah, Chris. Everyone that played the game hates Chris. But everyone loves Chris. Chris was just kind of shoehorned in there. Yeah. Well, and yeah, he was added. Supports with everyone. Yeah. Yeah, it's the start of like it's the start of like the avatar of Robin and then Korra and being able to support yeah like everyone. you think Robin was bad like, and you haven't man. played FE twelve he Chris Robin is was like so a breath ways. of fresh I don't air know. I don't think Chris. I don't think Chris could have a child with Medeus though uh, hey don't don't challenge him he'd do it <laughs> they would well, talk about yeah, Mark or her <laughs> talking about Mark constantly yeah okay, that was well, there. Chris, Localized Shadow is... Dragon Marth had a very different personality. He was given a much more appealing to Westerners sort of command. So yeah. the fan translation doesn't do that because it's just a translation. So if you play Localized Shadow Dragon and then fan translated New Mystery, it'll seem like Marth regresses a lot. In the Japanese version of Shadow Dragon, it that wasn't as much of an issue because Marth's characterization was consistent, even if it was less appealing. The freaking story right. of New Mystery is such a Japanese-type story where basically Marth's too uh, nice to ask questions about the authority of what's going on. Yep. He's just too, he's too polite. He, yeah. he just, just kind of goes along with it. It's like, oh, okay. I don't really want to do this. this seems but Harden's my friend, it. so I should. Yeah. Hardens was my friend. I trust. We him. had one conversation. We're bros. You know. So does Marth give Harden the sacred stone? Oh, you know. Every time. Every no, 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 no. What Marth does is like, you know, we gotta, gotta go help Harden. Actually, what do you think, Chris? That's true. And then Chris is like, yeah, I, I believe Chris in you. Of... I believe in you, Marth. You're the greatest. He's like, I believe in you, Marth. You're the best thing ever. I'll protect you. Let me polish you your sword the later. Life. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, just leave the tactics to me. I got this. It's like leave the killing to me. I will kill everything because Chris yeah. is broken. Yeah, fighter Chris, fighter Chris, or then Draco, then Zerker. The difficulty in half. Yeah. 
I was saying, Chris, because the new mystery of new mystery of emblem it adds Chris also adds uh, Katrina or Katarina. How do you? Uh, Katarina. I Katarina? guess Katarina. Yeah. Something I like, like that. Katarina. Yeah, Katarina. I actually feel like it was actually a pretty cool addition. And sort of the assass- assassination sort of like subplot with the guidance chapters. Actually, yeah. I actually, I actually really like that part of FE12 from a from a story from a story gameplay. Yeah, I like the whole dynamic of that whole group. Yeah, the seventh platoon. It kind of just added in. Weekly. Yeah, the seventh platoon and the group of assassins too. Yeah, it's with it's a... um with Klein, Katarina, and then whatever her name is, the bishop chick. Yeah, and then what, I don't remember. Broho, or who's the Legion? Um, Legion. Yeah, the, have... the never-ending berserker who is has clones of himself. Is that ever explained? I can't remember. Magic. No. No, it's never Garnet. explained. Magic. Fire. Fire from why? <laughs> why did you just leave yeah, magic so... They, they never... Yeah. There's uh, one thing I want to say about these two DS remakes, though, is that I really like their soundtracks and the remixed s- songs oh, yeah. from the original games. Like, I, th- I don't think they could have done them any better. For sure. It's great. I'll agree with you for sure on that. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff. Especially the Medeas theme from um, New Mystery. That's a solid-ass theme. It's pretty good. It's it's such a minor theme, but I really like the uh, the danger theme in Shadow Dragon. Oh, yeah. The, like, trouble approaching kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Like, trouble or danger, whatever one, I like that one. Yeah. I like that theme, and they did a really good job with making it sound more modern at the time. Yeah. I, I still think it's really good. Music in that game is for sure. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the first Fire Emblem game. Yeah. This, yeah. This, all of those games didn't Fire actually Emblem. exist. Yeah. The, just uh, after after you play Fire Emblem One Awakening, then you just do a bunch of acids and you imagine all the other ones what they were like. Well, after yeah, you play Fire Emblem One, you find out that there's a new game, Fire Emblem Two, that's coming out soon, and then you see <laughs> that there's a special edition. So you post on r slash Fire Emblem asking where you can pre-order it. I love yeah. this guy. He's way better than Devin. <laughs> yeah. He just <laughs> nails these jokes every time. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so, love yeah. You, buddy. Awakening. I was, uh, Awakening. This came out, fun. uh, what, 2013? 2012. 2012, 2012 right? 2013. It came out, uh, I think, for America. So, uh, quick, Taryn, go find out, go find your box. I got oh, it. I have my artwork right it. beside Google me. Does it say it? April 19th, 2012. Damn it. 2012? Or was um, that Japan? Because it, that was, yeah, it out, I thought it was uh, February. North America got it February 4th, 2013. It's February 2013. And a good majority of Americans didn't get it until a month later because the stock was so low when it came out. Oh, yeah. Was that a problem? I don't know. Cause yeah. I, I, talked, I, that was yeah, a I point remember, in, my, in uh, my time where I didn't really play my DS very much. I only found out about Awakening in probably like 2014, 2015. And I kind of made my comeback to the series at that time. And played the Living Shadow of Awakening. Yeah, yeah. There was a big problem. People had um, pre-orders, and they got to keep like hold on to them, and they didn't get canceled like the recent Fates issue. But they didn't get the games until a month because they massively underestimated the demand. Oh, when they were stocking yeah, for Awakening. Sort of see it with Fates now, but yeah, I remember uh, Devin... they're a little bit more prepared now. Yeah, well, they're they're actually they're actually telling people, no, you can't, but you can't buy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rejecting people so they don't have that problem again. Yeah, it's, 
It's something. It's the one thing I want to say about Awakening, regardless of how you feel about it, because a lot of people feel very strongly about this game in many different ways and in very, in very distinct ways. Oh, God. It, it, for better or worse, Awakening did save the series. And people will hate you for it's saying It's true, that. though. Yeah. You can't deny that. It is factually backed up. It was planned to be the final game because the series was not selling as well as it did previously. Though, to be fair, sort of the biggest counter-argument to that is the, the size or the um, number of games that they set was like 250,000 or something. But it was like no Fire Emblem game previously had sold less than that. But that was so just their just weird demands. But I will say Just because that the Japan. developers were play, playing this game as this is to be kind of like the swan song of the series, you can really kind of tell in the elements of the game that this was intended to sort of be its end. Yeah, they did did do, they do they did a lot of things that they just wanted to do before but never got a chance to, and it shows. How I've said it, how I've said it is that they tried to do a lot of stuff, tried to do a lot of different yeah. stuff, or bring in a lot of elements of other games, and sometimes it worked really well, and yeah. sometimes it. Fell on its face. It's got a lot. It's got the generational children thing. It's got yep. reclassing. It's got split yeah. promotions. It's got the world map. It's it's picking up all these old mechanics. Yeah. Yeah, and Go on. I hate to say it, but generally, it's not putting as much thought into them as the games that lifted it. If I think lifted that was kind of its issue is it tried to do too much. In a way, it kind of bit off a bit more than it could chew, and it tried to just put in too much from those other games and it, some of those elements didn't really get much focus and some of the stuff that they brought into it like pair up ended up not working quite as well as they intended unless they wanted it to be broken eh, in which case know. they weren't it worked well they, these are all, is is also has really questioning really questionable balancing for out every game in oh, the series yeah. which is why i'm saying coming right and coming right before it was free silver they didn't put balance thought free in silver what I feel like I actually feel like most of the stuff it brought back, it's improved upon. Like reclass, the reclassing from F, well, that's not really bringing it back. Well, but the reclassing from the eleven change. and twelve, the class change. I actually, yeah, I actually like it better with using the seal than just the yeah. going to menu and change. I actually like that better than a whole lot. And it does, yeah, it does have its problem with it resetting levels, which. Then at least infinite, which lets up. you infinitely grind and cap all your right. stats, get capped everything. Which, yeah, I, I will say more. Of my biggest problem with Awakening, not the gameplay, is more the mentality it sorry gave people. Not not like from casual mode, which was introduced from twelve, and then for some reason yeah. FE thirteen is the bad guy for bringing it back. But it's more of the mentality, yeah, the mentality of just the focus on the end game and like post game, yeah. I feel like that that's the worst thing to come out of a Especially because Even though a lot was, of that post game was DLC. The apotheses, yeah. And just I mean it, it is problem sort of with the previous games as well. But I I never really I never see it to the extent that Awakening has it with a lot of people like being like, "Oh man, guy go around to Lister Maribel for Gale Force, but it's like they're clerics no, and Trevadors, and they're realistically not going to get to Darkfire at all before you get to like a Wayne and Brady in like a reasonable time. Right. It's so sort like of if just you want feels... to optimize, you kind of have to grind. Yeah, it feels like and it just that can be throws... a bit of a time-consuming pain in the ass unless you have exponential growth, which right. costs money. Uh, I don't know. And it comes back to that old DLC argument. And then, then it did, it did give us hypotheses, which I actually sort of like. There being. So, 
they're being post Yeah, content. I like the concept of apotheosis. I haven't played apotheosis yet, and I at one point planned on doing like a whole optimized run for it, and I never got around to doing it. Yeah. Kind of how I do everything in my life. <laughs> but so, but okay. I like it on concept. It's like a big thing. Like, yeah, they have all of this grinding in the game, but there is something that you can grind towards, and you can grind towards mm-hmm. this big pinnacle challenge of this really yeah. difficult, like, massive stat map. I mean, yeah. sure, you can trivialize it because Vantage yeah. Vengeance is ridiculous, yeah. but that's its was, own thing entirely. Yeah, and Rallies, and Limit Breaker. And I rallies, also did really rallies, like the alternate storyline that was a DLC. The Future Pass? Yeah, yeah, the Future Pass. If we can we go back to the story question from part two, oh. the future past that three episode yeah. DLC is actually like my favorite like little arc section past. in the entire series. I love how that story in epic. like three chapters or three or four chapters is just better than like the entire actual game itself. Yeah, yeah, and that, I, love I, I, I also past, I really love that how the children conversations with the parents actually change depending on the parent or depending on the yeah. dad. Like, because I mean, especially with supports, when they don't do that. Having that yeah. unique interaction that you don't get yeah. anywhere else is really also cool. I think allowing like, you to support everybody, so you can actually see all of the support conversations, with the exception of the marriage ones in uh, one playthrough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for better or for worse, yes, they do have a lot of supports, and you can sort of blame some of the quality of the supports, the fact that there's just so damn many of them. Yeah, but like a couple I do like the fact that you do have a lot of support options. Whether they're good or not, it's its own thing entirely, but having the options is nice. To be fair, there's well, almost as there's... many supports in the other games, just so that you can get them all in one playthrough. There are more supports, though, since right. generally with, speaking, yeah, most males like... can support the most yeah. females. Sorry to cut you off, what were you saying? Yeah. Oh, just, to... there's... Oh. Shit, sorry. No, I was, yeah, I was no, talking to um, Hasir. Hasir, oh god. Uh, so, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> the support system is unlimited now and there are also a lot more supports written but those two things aren't they don't have to be linked together right you know the problems with awakening supports come with quality being diluted across a ton of supports so that everybody can waifu everyone else but the yeah the ability to see all of them is seldom a problem you get occasional a supports and paired endings and so forth that are genuinely uh mutually exclusive but often that isn't as nearly as much of an issue. The problem is when you're seeing all of these... The problem isn't that you're seeing all these supports. The problem is that all of these supports means that the focus on each of them isn't really there. It's, you can really see it with the dad supports because the children have the exact same dialogue, whoever their father is. And instead of having, you know, six or seven or ten or however many supports that's supposed to be, it's, it's practically none because they're all, yeah, they're all completely generalized and it makes none of them feel impactful. Yeah, and, I would, and especially with some of the parents and how some of the dads can be very drastically different characters, having them react the exact same way to their children and different supports just seems a little silly. Yeah. What uh, do you mean? Cause... Long Q always overreacted when his daughter said something slanderous. Of course, that's just how he rolls, dude. That is addressed to the future past, which is actually one of the reasons I really love it and how great it is. It's like you actually have, like, in, like, episode two, if you have Krom as Inigo's father, their conversation is actually more about, like, Inigo, like, having self-confidence issues, like, feeling like he's not really fit to be prince or whatnot. Yeah. And then Uh, that's one of those things. And then if you get to... it, It takes that to fact. And then if you have, like, Robin as his father, then the whole conversation is more about did Inigo make the right call by cutting the bridge and not really having 
it's, it sort of goes back to the self-confidence thing, but it's still it's actually more of the payoff. That's a, it's actually more of the future pass was more of my payoff with like end game payoff for like playing through all of the games and grinding and whatnot. And that was yeah. a great thing to work towards. I just sort of wish that the other like DLC had the champions of your or the Energar cards. I I wish that's I wish that difficulty scaled up. The yeah, because I mean the only ones that are really difficult is like whichever one the last one was, uh, and after that, like the, Rogues and Redeemers. Yeah, Rogues and Redeemers. That was those were the only ones that were relatively difficult. But even like with capped stats, they weren't that bad at all. Yeah. All those Einerjar also gave us sort of half localized names for a lot of formerly Japan only characters, which were and that and that sort much of I have respect for. Yeah, so, yeah like, it's kind of cool, but sometimes it's clear that they were looking more at the direct Japanese than the yeah. mythological influences. Like Lachesis is one of the fates. It's Lachesis? kind of like an important yeah. thing. I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, anyway. So when you turn that into an R, it just turns it into gobbledygook, essentially. Yeah, it takes something that was a meaningful... Sorry? Yeah, it turns it... It goes from Lachiesis to, like, Raquiesis. Racquetball. Yeah. It turns it from Racket something ball. meaningful into something that seems arbitrary and is, in a vacuum, a very bizarre and nearly unpronounceable name. So... Yeah, that's... I'll say that I like how they in like different factions from entirely different universes to fight each other. I mean, granted, it's obviously none of it's canon mm -hmm. or anything, but it's kind of cool to see some of those interactions mm -hmm. and how how you can kind of think on how characters would interact with each other yeah. when it's physically not possible. Yeah, it's true. It gave it. Yeah, and how I think all the all the Energar and all the maps had a special battle conversation with a character. Mm -hmm. Almost, all, there were a ton of special battle conversations, especially when you had some like Tiki. Who is in the previous games? And like she's in the arcade. Yeah, you can. Games, yeah, you can have her talk to Garnet. Awakening. You can have her talk to herself. Or, or yeah, or talk to Garnet, and Garnet realizes like, oh, that's grown up Tiki, and it's just really bizarre to see. And she might have a conversation with Marth. I don't actually know. If she uh, he does in Rogues and Redeemer. He, in Rogues and Redeemers one, she talks to him, and she's like, you know, you I, I felt like there was you better treat a Tiki. With she has a support conversation with Marth. <laughs> Damn. Yes, sorry, please. The Cena jokes? Yes. Oh, man. Hey, so. it's better than Devin. I don't know, man. Both are the terrible. The name that shall not be named hasn't been said at all this, <laughs> this episode, so... Well, no, that's, that's because good. the grunts have already been... The grunts have already been put in. But, <laughs> <clears throat> so... I'm not going to censor every Devin in the episode. I would. It would take forever. I'm sorry. Uh, rip. You oh, guys that's can not who I was talking about. I was talking about. Yeah, the, we were talking about gang that Devin created. Oh, gang <clears throat> Yes, of course. Okay. My <laughs> God, I feel <laughs> like every time so someone says he just passed a kidney stone or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just need. I need to give. Uh, I just need to give Hussar the the audio what he needs to use just like overlap. I'm just picturing like you're just I sitting really, at your computer just doing your mod duties. All of a sudden, like someone in like a subreddit just giggles, <laughs> "Gang Ralph," and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> "So, is is that the sound you made when you saw that uh, that report on the oh yeah uh, the that's mod yeah. Post? let's not talk about that <laughs> <laughs> on podcast but yes was like uh hell you what. Oh, please. You an adult? Wait, I'm an adult? No, Shit. well, technically I'm an adult as well. I need a more adult. <laughs> I need a more so adult. So I guess we're pretty much done <laughs> with anyway, Awakening. Going back today. to 13. 
Any other any other done? thoughts? That game. I think uh, yeah, I you, kind of resent can... this game for not being the super cool futuristic Fire Emblem on Mars that they originally pitched it to be. <laughs> because I'd be really curious <laughs> to see what that would be. Oh, yeah, God. I thought execution would be something. Like, that would, yeah, that would be a very interesting game to say the least. Yeah. And uh, one thing I've always thought with Awakening, and I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only one who thinks it, is that they kind of had those three story arcs that went with it. You had the one with, you had the one with yeah. Gangrel and your old yeah. little war yeah. with Plegia, and then you had the Valm arc. Yeah. And then you have the Grimar. Yeah. And it kind of seems silly because I mean th- not none of them really get enough focus in my mm. opinion and because you kind of mm. split it and especially because one of them has a big time skip too so you'll go from like yeah, you'll the go from time fighting skip. in Plegia and then you have a year pass and then suddenly Volm's in your in your continent yeah. you know yeah and Probably. it just seems a little weird and then and then Volm's just kind of there yeah. I mean, it's, it's just filler there. I don't know yeah. unpopular it's honestly just filler unpopular opinion I feel like part two and Radiant on is like more filler than the Valmark. I'd agree. Yeah, at least the Valmark attempts to connect back because the Valmark yeah, does introduce Valmark... it does introduce Lucia and the whole post-apocalyptic child future, and also yeah, the gemstones the and, Bas- and Basilio. Granted, the gemstones end up meaning nothing, but at least the attempts to make it mean something. Right. Tried. Yeah, part two. Filler can still yeah. be interesting. Like, the, the burn stuff in FE7 was, aside from the connection to FE6, which was pretty important, arguably in the context of its own story kind of filler. The yeah. the Silesia chapter in FE4 was pretty much filler. But it was still interesting. And Valm was perhaps less so, but it, it did have things that made it meaningful. Yeah, I mean, it had stuff that connected it to the rest of the plot so that it had a reason to exist. And I'm not going to sit here and say, it, say that. That's false, but... It just felt like the least important arc of the others. It did give us Wallhart. It was my favorite. That's true. I like fa- Wallhart. Favorite villain in the series. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, Darren, but you're. He's no black. black His glass looks cool. So did Knight. did you marry him? No, <laughs> comes way too late. Joins <laughs> the parallel. We could also talk about the par- the spot pass six, but nah. Oh, Wallhart, they, f- favorite villain. They. They shouldn't exist, yeah. if we're entirely honest. The yeah. only one I'm okay with existing is Priam, because he's not part of the plot. And yeah. Andy's, Andy's the others child. just have no reason to exist. Yeah. Yenfei especially. His existence really bothers me the most. Yeah. Right, are we on Do the we really talk about uh, Fates? Because I feel like we're, we had a whole we're, episode we're gonna be about, talking it, about it. And we're going to be talking I about mean, it did again. we have an episode about it? Because it didn't come out. It's recorded. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get Devin's audio eventually. It's recorded. Eventually. Maybe. And if not, still I'll, set uploading. Up, I'll set up the Devin robot. <laughs> you just, just record your own. And then just like insert. Just I'll re-record just, what Devin yeah, says just with be you. Devin, yeah. Yeah, just, just, yeah. just try and match is just the new Devin. Devin Hello, fellow Emblem cast members. It is I, Devin. <laughs> he doesn't talk In like that. that voice, too, the whole time. Uh, but, yeah, face. Just, like, Hashtag gang Ralph. It's coming out. We're all excited for it. It's a game. 19th. We're actually, I think my uh, favorite part about going to Japan is that it lets me forget that I can't play the English version of it yet, and as soon as I come back, it's out. Yeah, well, you come Did, back, uh, what, the 13th? Yeah, and it comes out the 19th, so it's just yeah. right right there. I'm just happy that my campus has an in-service day on the 19th. That was probably the happiest I've ever been in a while. Oh, yeah. Like, I was just scrolling through, I was like looking through a syllabus, and I see... 
February 19th in service day, and I'm just like, God bless, dude. There really is a god out there. Like, yeah, they give you the time, man. That was just that. That was planned. Only proof time. you needed. Yeah, that was it right there. There's, I got there, night. There is talk. God. There is a God in the world for you. <laughs> there is a God in the world. I get there to play Fates. Naga. Yeah. Praise Naga. Naga. Did any of you guys? Naga. Praise did, Naga. Praise did Naga. Did any of you guys get the special edition? Yep. I have a buddy at yeah, EB no, who's uh, working on the I, inside to get me one. At Ooh. this point, I actually, with that whole special edition debacle that happened a while ago, I actually haven't checked to see if I still have my pre-order. Uh, did, was it ordered? So past? I assume that I do. Yeah, hopefully. You would probably have gotten an email saying, be like, Whoa. I probably would have. But, but I mean, I'm going there tomorrow. Oh, I suppose technically today, considering the time that it technically is right now. For you. And it's I not that, paid, like, it's still 11.58 for me. It's still Thursday. Oh, hey. It is, it is almost 2 in the morning. It is almost 2 in the morning for me. I don't care about the slate all the time. Anyway, I'm. Well, we'll find out, I suppose, in maybe about ten hours if I still have the special edition. <laughs> and we'll see. We'll learn the hard way, I guess. I should though. I mean, I pre-ordered it the day that it was available. Like, I walked into that GameStop because I live like two minutes from it. I walked in there an hour after they opened, and if I don't have it, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Mm -hmm. They canceled the ones the after uh, November. 18th, I believe. Yeah, yeah I, I got it the day. Direct, so the like, direct was like, theory, what, on the 5th or something? Wasn't uh, the Whatever day the direct was, like the day after is when I went in. Okay, then you're I fine. I think the, the direct was on like yeah. a Tuesday, yeah. and I think, yeah, it was like Let a few days. So like, I'm, I'm like 90% sure I still have it, but stupid shit's happening. Yeah. So we'll I wouldn't put it back. Nintendo, hashtag, what's supply and demand? Hashtag, True. we don't want your money. <laughs> Well, I'm wondering if Nintendo is some of the eBay scalpers. <laughs> oh my god, the conspiracy grows. Uh, and then as they censor the game and ruin the purity of it. Special edition prices rise. It's a shady cabal. My uncle works at Nintendo. He's confirmed there's a shady my, cabal. My uncle is Nintendo. My... I am Nintendo. I am <laughs> I am just Nintendo. I'm not. Like, I think uh, I'm not an employee there. I am just the embodiment of. Like, you are. You are a singular big red N, just living yep. life with a circle. Well, with thanks circle. for tuning into this episode of the Darren and Sheffin Show with spe with Keegan and special Keegan. class special, special guest. <laughs> uh, uh, I apologize. I something stuck in my throat there. With special guest uh, Husser. Thank you very much for joining us, sir. You are a pleasure to have on. It was a thank pleasure you very to much be for here. Being our and we, thank you all. And we thank you very much for editing and putting up with all of our all of our stuff. It's a blast talking to. We're definitely going to have you on again too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, Great. I'd love to have you. All on. we got to do is just yeah. let, make sure Devin's on around. Yeah, Which can be arranged. Yeah. Sure we just, we'll just have a secret. It's Devin. okay, fellows. I will make sure to not return. <laughs> <laughs> and with Thanks, that. Not Devin. And with that, we bid you farewell, audience. And maybe one day episode four will come out. Or maybe this will be episode four. Who may know? We don't even know. We're we'll all in the room. We'll leave it to us. You we'll know, to we us, don't. What host will drop sir, dead next week? Find out next time. <laughs> On the Darren and Sheffin Show with Keegan. And special guest, insert name for relevant guest. So is this just going to turn into me, like, propping up different robots to simulate all of your voices eventually, once everyone's gone? Eventually it'll be fully Maybe. automated. Sounds about right. Yeah.